Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. The Nerdgast on Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thought Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. And welcome back to Nerdgasm Talk podcast. I'm your host, the man with the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam, Mr. Andy. And something is going to be really different on this show because I don't have my partner, my original right hand man, Danny Mahiro Swag on Zero. And actually, I don't even have my team from the latest sketch or Q Flow for the rookie. But I do have my partner when it comes to the No Gimmick Scene in Wrestling podcast. And that's not Deion Sanders of Primetime. That's not. No, I'm here. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. Wow, he wants he, he wants to be that guy. Okay, I'm about to say. It's you like, have went somewhere. You was like, I don't have Q flow. <laughs> I don't have Lady Sketch. I don't have Swag on Zero, and I got Brown Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I guess I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. So Prime is here. It's the first time me and Prime are actually taking over Nerdgasm Talk podcast without any. Of the original nerd games to talk people, which but basically just Anthony and Qflow, excuse me, or Swag Qflow. So, uh, thank you for joining me. That's right. Say what? <laughs> no God, problem. God bless you over there. A lot of things going on, but I'm saying, but you know, when it comes to like pop culture and stuff like that, me and uh, Prime always be busting up on stuff like that. We don't always just talk about wrestling. We, we're educating a lot of other things too, especially if you guys stay tuned because this month, uh, obviously Michael Jackson's birthday coming up. So we're going to do a review. I'm going to do two parts, a review of the Jackson's American dream. We never reviewed that movie before. I am excited to review that movie and we're going to review it in parts. You're going to review it like for part one of the story and then part two of the story. Mm-hmm. So it, I know. Yeah, so we got with y'all five hours then, all right? Yeah, so we go. No, we're gonna be fine about it. But we, we definitely gonna sit there and uh, talk our stuff, you know. And I, I can't, I can't wait for that one. Now, we, you know, it's gonna be released hopefully, you know, on the weekend of his birthday. So go to bed, Joseph. Oh, go oh, it's, oh, it's gonna to be hilarious. Because I, 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 with just me and you alone, we probably seen that movie. I want to say maybe about 150 times. Yeah. Just between me and you alone, like legit, because I swear I I almost I almost said it would be word for word, mm-hmm. and I think also which is, which is shocking for a like four hour movie. Yeah, which is still missing stuff. Which I know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that because I got a lot to say about how somebody cut out nineteen seventy six to nineteen eighty two. You know what I'm saying? Like there's um something missing. You know what I'm saying? But Neither here or there. Uh, let's get to what y'all came to talk on this show about. So, uh, first off, I want to start off. Uh, it's going to be a little somber because we lost some legends, man. 
we lost some legends in. First of all, you know what's funny? I was kind of hoping QFlow be here for this part. Because oh, the, hell, the basketball legend. Because Q-Flo? I want to hear him talk about his hero, Bill Russell. <laughs> because I heard he's going to be basketball icon. Uh, basketball icon. I, I, I heard he's going to be probably on QFlow's next song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no. Um, you want to tussle like Bill Russell? <laughs> oh. Well, first of all, me and Prime are well aware. Uh, Bill Russell passed away uh, at the age of 88 on July 31st, 2022. It caught me by off surprise. Like, here's the thing. He's 88 years old. I know that he's like damn near 90 years old. So you, it's like when, when you hear this news, like you're kind of not surprised. But it just took me off guard because, like I said, I don't like being used to hearing about death. I don't like to be desensitized towards it. I, I purposely do it that way. I do think the world is just so desensitized to violence and death and stuff like that. And like, it's because it's, like, it's like when you hear about school shootings on on t- on the news or you hear about something that happens, everybody's just like, oh God, it's another school shooting and blah, blah. I'm just like, no, I don't ever want to be comfortable with hearing about kids dying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's, I, I purposely force myself to kind of like not get used to this kind of stuff so when i heard it i was just like oh my god bill russell you know and i was saying yes he, he's old and he, he lived a good life you know some didn't even get a chance to live that old but i'm just saying but however that man you know he was very important not just to basketball but to our history in general and the, the man obviously uh Boston Celtics. I'm not a big. I'm not a Boston Celtics fan, but I do like a lot of the players that came from over there. Eleven championships. That's that's as a player. Don't forget, he has two championships as a coach. Yeah, but wasn't he a wasn't he coaching the same playing in the same year? Yes, he, as a player coach. Yeah. So, but, but the coach get one and the players get one. So it's like two rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So you got thirteen then. Yeah, but so that's 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 what I'm looking listening to here. Also, five time most valuable player, twelve time NBA All Star, All Star Game MVP, three time NBA First Team, uh, eight time NBA Second Team, Defensive uh, First Team one time, four time rebounding champion, lifetime achievement award. He made all the anniversary teams twenty five, thirty five, fifty, and seventy five. His number was retired. And you know what? His stats would have been a lot more if they like if they had counted blocks back then. He would have had a huge stand-up. Because everybody was just like, you know, when it comes to uh, blocks and stuff like that, like in Kareem's era or Bill Russell's era or Will Chamberlain's era, these big men, they literally changed the game. Uh, of how basketball is, is even being played, and Bill Russell was talking about the time he he was in the game and he was just going up blocking shots and they, they didn't even know what he was doing. He was just blocking it, you know, out the way and uh, they uh, like made him told him you can't play defense that way. Or like when Kareem would you know start dunking the ball in college, that they, they they banned dunking. Like, you know, like, seriously, then and and they, they banned Duncan just so Kareem wouldn't know. And I'm just like, that's where the Skyhook, you know, uh, 
was birthed out of. I was just like, it's amazing. Like these, these are these are game changers out here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, was, uh, Russell was averaging like forty or fifty rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like seriously, like like him, like I said, dumb him, Kareem, and Will. I don't think. Well, I think Kareem gets a little, a little bit more praise, but him and Will, I don't think really truly get the credit that they deserve. About I mean, I think they do, but I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I think since they are such another generation that they've already gotten their flowers from the generation that they inspired kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what, because I, like, I feel like, I'm being honest, I just feel like a lot of people now, obviously, like, I would say maybe... AI Jordan there was obviously inspired by them and they gave them their flowers then. But the people of today really are inspired by AI and Kobe and LeBron, so they don't really probably know that. Yeah, they're you know it's like a two or three level of inspiration there that they probably don't know. So yes, yeah, same thing with basketball history. But it's like you know people out there who probably sit there and think like you know they think Bam out of Bio is a dominant center. I'm just like or Joel Embiid, you know, and it's like yeah, but there was. You know, big man today who's out there shooting threes, and then there was like the big man where you, you had Shaq, David Robinson, Elijah Wan. Then you had the big man of Russell Kareem Chamberlain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, uh, I didn't say each, each generation passes down, but it's like, you know, a lot of times when you talk about great big men, Bill Russell, like he comes up for the championship wins, but it's like when it comes to, 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 like, to like dominance of the big man game, Bill Russell's name doesn't get thrown around there a lot. I think it should get. I think it should, but then also, once again, uh, he kind of. I want to say he got a short end of the state, but you know, he was kind of. At most, at most times, at an advantage. Well, I mean, also, you know, he also came from an area like, first of all, he, he played in Boston, which is a very racist place, which has been admitted. And then on top of that, like. Uh, he he was saying you know he was just still a black man just 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 trying to make it in basketball. So there there's there's a lot of things like you you just never know what could happen depending on what era. And another thing of the different things that he did also when it came to uh, social change and social justice. Mm-hmm. I me personally I think the era is different because once again I'm not an athlete right. And I'm not a professional athlete that makes a lot of money. But to do the, the stuff that he, Kareem, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, like when they all came together to support Muhammad Ali for not wanting to go to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And to be and, and to be there and to fight social justice issues, it, it you know, he helped define what an athlete can be, and they're just more than just bouncing a ball. And that's the thing. I, I do, a lot of people, there are a lot of athletes who sit there and go by the whole, uh, either sh- shut up and dribble, or they are really so disconnected from the cause that to the point where they don't necessarily see a need to uh, do it, or to the point where let's just be real. Nobody wants nobody wants that kind of attention. The, the, the kind of racism. And the kind of stuff that Bill Russell dealt with during his playing time, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something any NBA player or any body period should have to go through. And it's like you kind of feel lonely because all your teammates are like white, except for like Sam Jones. 
But this man played with like Bob Cousy and, and, and them and, and stuff like that. And uh, Havlicek. Yeah, Havlicek. And uh, what's, the, what's the other guy's name? Uh, John Halley Cow- and all of them. Oh, I thought it was going to say Cowan. Okay. No, you know. And John Halley, stuff like that. And I, I can't say, you know, uh, like the times are different. And you, you, that, those could be like, do you trust those guys to have your back, especially in Boston? Like, like come the fuck on. So, and so to, to go out on a limb and to be like, I am fighting for this because this is bigger than basketball. This is bigger than sport, but I have a platform to travel. Like, and I'm saying he traveled to the point where he would try to go to different places and try to go through civil rights workshops to work with different communities, like going to Mississippi. And, and, and right now, it's like, to me, LeBron has taken that on the most. <laughs> You know, to the point where he has a big enough platform to the point where y'all can mad him all you want to, but y'all can't take LeBron down. You know, and I, I, I do. I'm not gonna lie though. I do wish that there were, or at least seemed like there was more support, like genuine support for for these kind of issues, opposed to either players feeling like they're being forced to do something, or uh, to the point where she's like, I really want to come up here and I want to make a change. Because we're in a new generation now and that is somebody to, 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 to look up to. And, and like I said, he did this as a superstar, but he, even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when, when he was here for social justice, he wasn't Kareem yet. He wasn't Cat yet. And, and he still's like, this is more important the basketball, the issues of, of what we what we face today, is more important than basketball. So I I have to tip my hat to these cats that that did that back in the day. And honestly, I wish me personally I was brave enough, and I can see more athletes feel so that that they're brave brave like to take on that responsibility. You you can't just sit there and say when something always happens. Well, why do athletes don't stand? I'm just talking about like, but you know like. It, it takes a lot to throw yourself out there, especially especially the bigger you are, the more the target you are. And I feel as though that LeBron has welcomely taken on that taken on that responsibility in that target. But I do feel as though that you know, I, like I, I feel bad for like what happened with Kaepernick. You know, and we're still going on with Kaepernick to the point where it's just like I feel as though we as a people in the community can support him more. Then what has happened, and you know, and th- that's when you start seeing real amount of change in there. You know, so anything you want to add to Bill Russell? No, I think he said it all, man. Okay, because also along with just Bill, Bill, Bill Russell, we lost uh uh Nichelle Nichols. Mm-hmm. Who, uh. For those who don't know who, who Nichelle Nichols is, she most popular uh, for playing on uh, Star Trek. She was, uh, because here's the thing, I was never a big Star Trek, but she played Eurora on Star Trek. I was never a big Star Trek guy. Like I said, I, when Star Wars came along, I, I started liking Star Wars, but I was never, my mother-in-law's a huge Star Trek person. I'm talking about the William Schechter Star Trek. Same thing with my mom. Uh, when she was here, she used to 
be down there. I don't know if y'all have the same channel down in Florida, but we have a channel here called Me TV. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, which shows all the old shows from back in the 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 forties, fifties, sixties, and stuff like that. So she will sit there and she will watch some Star Trek on a Saturday night or a Friday night. I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. But it was a groundbreaking role for her because of her being, you know, the first black on there. And oh, it helped Trent said uh, for other stars on there too because uh, Zoe Zeldana paid tribute to her in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Remember the one uh, in two? I've never seen anything of Star Trek. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, wow. Okay, so here's the thing. I got talked into seeing Star Trek. I'm not, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not into the Star Trek type thing. But if I was like, The closest you, thing to Star Trek I will watch is uh, Galaxy Quest. Got, okay, so here's my thing with, with Star Trek. Star Trek, I would watch uh, in the 90s. They had Star Trek The Next Generation. And I liked that show because it had Patrick Stewart. It had LeVar Burton. It had uh, Jonathan Frakes. And I knew them people. And then, of course, they had a cast of characters like... Uh, Droid and all those stuff that I really like. So we started watching that on UPN. Then they had Star Trek Voyager. I didn't watch too much of Voyager. Not because it was a They war- had them on UPN, the Urban Youth Channel? Yeah, they, they, had it on, they, they, they had it on that because Deep Space Nine came out, and that's when Avery Brooks took over. It, it, it was a black captain because Star Trek Voyager had a woman captain. Then Star Trek Deep Space Nine had a black captain. So they definitely put, they definitely put it on UPN. So that's... Then then when I was that that at first that's what I thought Star Trek was and then my mom was somebody like, no Star Trek happened back in the sixties the fifties and sixties with William Shatner I was like what and she showed me that stuff I was like this is terrible because you know everybody talked about you know the, the iconic Khan and uh you, you know um with um God, what's the character's name that everybody does the V for you know uh you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do not. I have no. I have no. Um, no he said, "He know." Okay, it's gonna come to me. But um, yeah. So I, I wasn't necessarily into Star Trek like that at all. But I, I was very happy when I saw that they had like a, a black woman on. I was like, "Oh, okay." So when they did, when they did the two thousand nine movie with um, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Chris Pine. They did that, and they had uh, Zoe Zodana in there, kind of like taking the Aurora, Aurora part. I don't know. I forgot if she played the actual character, or she, you know, or she did just uh, to just just having another black character on there. I'm I'm not necessarily sure. I can't remember, but uh, that was um, Spock is who I'm thinking of. Spock, Little Nemo as Spock. That's what I'm thinking of. God, that was bothering me. Oh, but yeah. So, they, they had her on there, and then they kept her for... And actually, the Star Trek movies were actually pretty good. I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't see the third one yet, but uh, the Star Trek movies were, were actually were actually pretty good. Even Tyler Perry showed up in, the, in one of the movies. Yes. Uh, well, that just, uh, just ruined it right uh, there. Any chance that it had. That didn't sell it. But however, she's... Any been, chance that it had, that's it. I'm not watching it. You <laughs> Any chance that it had. You wasn't going to watch it anyway. I, could, I, I mean, I could have been interested as soon as she said Tyler Perry. Oh, that's going down the dream. Well, yes. Well, like her, her, her Star Trek role really jumped up because she was in all the all like most of the, all the Star Trek movies, and then uh, I didn't see her in her her, her later movies. She played, you know, had a couple of 
uh, parts here or there. But if you like Black Sportation, she played uh, a pimp in Truck Turner. It's a uh, I, I'm I'm very in the Black Sportation movies. And uh, when my when my dad be showing me new Black Sportation movies, and he showed me Truck Turner with Isaac Hayes, this movie was because so, Black, Black Sportation movies is so bad it's good. Like you just can't you just can't look away. And my favorite black exploitation movie being Uptown Saturday Night, which I do hope Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson make a remake of. But in the hearing, it was there, supposed to be with Chadwick. I know it. You think about doing it with Chadwick, and there was rumors of, of like a Will Smith and Denzel doing it. But I think right now, for the friendship, the pairing, and the chemistry, I think The Rock and Kevin Hart, Dwayne, whatever you call him. And Kevin Hart can make a good parent of the reboot. No, Kevin Hart, it'll be like Kevin Hart and like uh, John Boyega or so, somebody crazy. Well, I'm saying, well, here's the thing though, because like, I think Dwayne can fit that part. Like, have you ever seen Uptown Saturday Night? Yes. That's oh. with Bill Cosby, right? Yeah, and Sidney Poitier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love that movie. That's my favorite black exploitation movie. And it's, it's not great at all, but I just love the movie. So. But yeah, she, she was a Chuck Turner, which ended up being one of, after the main times I've seen it, it was one of my closet favorites. So she definitely passed, uh, she definitely passed away at the age of 89 of heart failure. So uh, Somebody else passed away too. Um, his name is Vin. Uh, I forgot. Uh, wait, let me look it up. I think it was like one or two, one, one or two of people that passed. Away. I think um, Lady Sketch told me of one, and uh, you told me of another one. Cause you, I think you would know him. Yeah, oh damn, I didn't know. And I Ben Scrolly. Said you said Ben Scrolly. Ben Scrolly, he's a sports announcer. Oh, Ben Scrolly. He looks familiar by the picture. So I don't know if you would know him or not. Yeah, but oh yeah, oh yeah well, ninety-four, good life, but uh. I've heard of him before, but I didn't know he passed away. Neither, but he just passed away like what? By the day we record this podcast, so yeah. So, man, a, a lot of deaths from that late July, early August. So I want to make sure I've. Oh, and Pat Carroll too, by the way. Pat Car- yeah. Uh, so I know Lady Chance will kill me when I forget who else passed away, but I want to make sure I get condolences to all the families out there who have lost loved ones and people who are not celebrities who are losing loved ones every day, who's still fighting COVID, who's still fighting new disease, who just, people that, that lose freak accidents, gun violence, all that's going on in the country, people are losing somebody every day. So mm-hmm. my condolences go out to all those people because everybody's experiencing some kind of loss. And and even though we see these people as celebrities and celebrity eye, they have families too that look at them as just regular people. So I want to, you know, make sure I give my condolences to them. Some parts of the family. Well, yeah, but you, you know what I'm saying, part. You know, some um, part. Yeah, let me hold some money. All right, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I want to offer my condolences to all those people out there, and just you know, uh, keep your faith, keep your family, keep the love, and also it, it, seek counseling, seek closure. Seek help, pray, do everything that you can that can help you with your mental, your physical, and your emotional state. Because 
you know, it's needed. I mean, some like like like, as a, like in Prime when stuff gets serious, sometimes you need to joke about it, or sometimes people need to talk about it. Some people people just need quiet, whatever the case may be. But whatever it does help you stimulate your mind, go out and do that. Because it's it's been a lot of loss, and it's going to continue being loss. People die every day, and it's not going to stop. This people are born just every day. Good things happen every day, and so do bad things. But I want to make sure that you know that I, from you listening, because you out there listening may have lost somebody. I want to let, let you guys know that I care, and Prime cares too, to the point where <laughs> yeah, so that we. It, just, just talking about it, pockets of how me and Prime can make you laugh, brings you comfort, then sure. So, when it comes to also bringing comfort, we remember earlier this year at the Oscars when Will Smith walked up on stage and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. When we was debating, like, what the hell happened? Like, like is this shit real? Whatever. And then we found out it was. And then we seen... The punishments that came out. Chris Rock has been doing shows. He, he, he briefly mentions it. Tony Rock came out said something. His mother came out uh, and said something. It's just been an ongoing thing. Will uh, take that apology on his Instagram. Well, finally, he came out with a video. And he just sat down, like on his YouTube channel. He sat down. It wasn't no Oprah it wasn't no Gail Kim, uh, uh, Gail Kim, good Lord, Gail King. It wasn't no Red Table Talk. It was just Will Smith talking, and he wanted to offer L, 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 L. It's an L. It's an L. What's an L? Why you? Why? Why you got to do all this? What's mean? He can't just call him or try to get in contact with him any kind of way. He did. So he, he talked to him. He did not. He not. He's not calling. He's not talking to him right now. All right then. No, what you so, mean? All right. So he tried to call him or talk to him, and Chris doesn't want to talk to him or talk to him right now. He the, the video came out, so he explained the video. He apologized again. And he apologized to people that he affected, you know, the usual stuff. And he said, I tried to reach out to Chris and he was, you know, to, to, to talk. But he hasn't gotten back to me because he's still upset by the situation. He's not ready to talk yet. That's the word. He, he wasn't ready to talk yet. And he said, uh, at the end, he said that when we do talk, I hope we can be friends again. But then he also apologized to Tony. Uh, that's uh, Okay, hold on. Let's let me get to the end, okay? He apologized to uh, t- Tony Rock, and he apologized to his mother because you know, and he said he wasn't realizing the the uh, the people that he affected. Obviously, when that whole thing happened, and he probably he said that him and Tony Rock was cool, and they were real cool because they, they they worked on the show All of Us, which mm-hmm. was a show about his his life guy basically, and they was cool. But he said that. That friendship is probably irreparable between him and Tony Rock. He, had, he, he it's something that he has to, you know, accept. And uh, he said all this, you know, he was saying all this stuff like that, and it, it was kind of like he was looking at it, you know, rambling, kind of, you know, kind of like, kind of like a child rambling who's in trouble, and then 
trying to hold back tears a little bit like that. But he, that, that's what basically the whole video was about to see him publicly come out and talk about his actions and stuff like that. Now, obviously, you seem to have some kind of issue with it. So I, I, I want to hear your opinion. I'm just going to say, why is all this necessary? Very necessary. I mean, to a lot of people, it's very because everybody's like, "Well, it's easy to to, to say uh, an apology on Instagram." People, people no, don't... I'm I'm just saying. You mean to tell me one of the most famous people in the whole world can't get in touch with Chris Rock? He can't f- find somebody to pull up. Like he can't pull up to his house. He can't meet him in person. He can't if, call him. If he, what you talking about? If he don't want to be, and if... then, all right, and then look, if he don't want to talk about it. Then why are you talking about it? Just wait till he's ready to talk first, and then put the apology out after. Let y'all me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever did something so embarrassing in your life to the point where you were in the wrong? Yes. Okay. Now, but if I did a wrong to somebody, if you, if you did, if you I'm gonna just wait till that person. I'm not gonna go on Instagram, guys. This is what I did today, and I'm sorry. I'm like, no, I'm gonna just wait till but, the, but, no, but here, the here, issue is resolved. But wait, wait, wait. wait. You're looking at it differently, and I'm saying, and the thing you're saying, this is not just a Chris Rock thing. This man went up there and acted a fool in front of millions of people, mm-hmm. millions of people. Okay. And along so you mean to t- so you mean to tell me these millions of people got more affected than Chris Rock did? No, you know you know that's not what I'm saying. Exactly, I'm saying not not to say that people don't matter, but people don't matter. No, you work in entertainment. You already know. You should already know that you can't have that kind of attitude. You personally, I'm just saying, you're not going to resolve the issue. The issue is not. The issue is still not resolved. So what? what I'm just okay. I'm, 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 first of all, he even if somebody tries to call or say something, or first of all, or even know that they're wrong or they affected somebody. And okay, so if Chris Rock's people is not getting back to Will, and he puts out a video and say Chris Rock looks at the video and says, "Okay, he, I'll he's talk, not, huh? He's not. Okay, I'm just saying, but like, what I'm saying is, if that was the case, because there, everybody feels like I have done something to, I have done things to people that I have wronged them." I have done stupid things that I wish I could take back or that I regret doing. And honestly, I would look for it. I wouldn't want somebody to uh, forgive me or I try to apologize to somebody. And when that person does not want to respond to you, or so that, that, that hurts even more. That hurts even that, that hurts even more. Especially when you and then when you affect more than one person. You talk about some everybody don't matter. This is the court of public opinion. We have seen people that we admire, people that we enjoy, that, that we like, and everything get criticized by the court of public opinion. And you know that. So with that knowledge of you knowing that, why is it such a big... You have the... I don't kind of care mentality because it's kind of like I want to hide from this. Or I want to just not deal I'm with not this. I'm just, I'm just saying. Because you have an issue with somebody. If you have an issue, you have an issue, if you have an issue with somebody, right? Yeah. And he said, "Oh, I he." 
you mean to me nobody can get in contact he can't even get in contact with chris rock's mom to apologize to her one-on-one or or tony rock one-on-one he probably did and i said of course i'm going by what he told me to say in the video okay but i I just feel like the video was just i feel like the video was like a um almost like a plea to make now because some people oh chris Rock look back because he don't want to accept his apology now it's like I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, but but even still, if Chris, if he don't want to accept his apology, he has that he has that right. That he doesn't want to accept his apology. But this is out of character for Will Smith. So people want to people want to uh, want to try to understand. I can't explain why people feel think and feel the way they do. But I would say, but people want to try to understand or at least hear from this motherfucker because they don't hear, they don't hear nothing from him. Okay, it's not their it's not their business. This is it, yes, obviously it's not, okay. We feel those out their business, but you know you can't do that as a celebrity, and you know that when you are a celebrity, automatically you already know that you are sitting there and you are in the you are in the camera's eye, and they are always going to be a part of that. You know that. You, yes, exactly. You, you work with them. You automatically dismissing. And saying that that is none of their business, that don't cut it. Unfortunately, that does not cut it. It's okay. So okay, what what gets resolved? Then what was resolved? If you're talking about when it comes to his relationship with with, with Chris Rock, nothing at the moment is resolved. Exactly. So what's the point of the video? If nothing is resolved, what's the point of putting the video out there? If you put the video out there to say, all right. I'm sorry, but then, okay, then what? Well, hold on, real quick, because we just have Lady Sketch who has joined in uh, on the podcast as well. She wanted to give her. I just so happened to be awake, and I heard this back and forth. Um, Did you happen to see the video at all? I didn't see the whole video, because we discussed this earlier. I didn't see the whole thing. Um, I just honestly just didn't sit down and watch the whole Exactly. Nobody wouldn't have seen a watch no five minute video. But it really wasn't because I didn't want to. I was just it came across my timeline and I was supposed to be working. So neither here nor there. But I when I was growing up, I was always taught that if you do something on a public stage, then you must either reap your consequences or make your apology on a public stage as well. I've heard that also. So if you do something, it's like, don't come at me and say you, somebody says something wild about you on social media. Um, and they go off, but then they realize they're wrong or they're like, you know, I shouldn't have done that. But now they're in your DMs like, I'm so sorry. No, not going to cut it. It may not honestly resolve anything for them to make a post and say, oh, I was wrong. I was in my feelings. But if you make an ass of yourself on a public stage, you need to be willing to come up hat in hand also on a public stage. You know, you keep saying what this resolve because, like I said, this. You're putting on level like this is this is not he did not slap Chris Rock in private. You embarrass this man in front of millions of people. Not only that, you embarrass his family. That's how his mother felt. It. You also 
embarrassed us as black people. And he embarrassed himself. And he embarrassed himself. You embarrassed your family. When you think that you're fighting in your family's name, you embarrassed the family. You did more harm than you thought good in your mind at that moment. So when you have affected that many people, saying, I'm sorry, and I'm going to just, look, I physically attacked Chris Rock. So let me just go talk to him because that's our business. No, bro, you have affected a lot more people out here. So if you got the bravery to go up on stage and slap me, you got the bravery to apologize in front of everybody and say, I was stupid. I was wrong. I, fu I fucked up. You got to have the balls to do that. And because it's not going to be pretty, and you gotta, you gotta also uh, uh, accept that everybody that you affected, whether it was really Chris Rock or not, is not going to accept the apology. Or they going to yeah, just be I just, but I would have left all that part out of it. Just the apology, and that's all that he should have did. I'm be honest because it would have been, it, it's the. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, kind of thing. If he had exactly, never, if he had never addressed it at all, then it would have been, oh, he not sorry, and um, what was that all about? And then all the stuff that people been saying, they could have just ran with, uh, forever and ever. He does do the video, and there it's a oh well, he should have just apologized and left because then somebody would have said that was insincere. Insincere. If yeah. he didn't have, if he um had. If he sat down and did this video, oh, it's too long. Who's watching all of that? There, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. But from what I've, I was taught personally, and I know plenty of other people who were taught, it is the adult thing to do, especially the man thing to do, that if you did something to me, you better come to me in the same manner. So if, and it's the same thing now. We see it now with. Like parenting and things. Yeah. When we were kids, our parents never admitted they were wrong and said that they, you know, and actually said, I apologize to us. I try to do it with my son now. And we try to do that with our son because everybody's a human, including children. Yes. And, every, and some people can lose their temper, can say things that are crazy or, or just outright accuse you of something that you didn't do and that happens a lot with kids so if you realize that you were wrong it takes a lot of gumption to talk to somebody who a lot of people would be like they're beneath you and go back and say you know what i was incorrect i shouldn't have handled it that way um so i i for one I'm not going to say it was necessary because it's not my personal business to say whether it was necessary or not. And I think that they have enough of a relationship that they would have communicated behind the scenes before this was done. And if Chris Rock is just like, I'm not with the shits right now. And he's like, well, look, because that well, let's pretend let's not pretend that you've never done something to somebody and apologize. And he's like, well, I don't accept your apology. I have a question. Okay. I just have a simple, uh, well, not a simple. I just have a question. It's just like, 
Honestly, the, the apology is, you know, just, it's, it is what it is. I I just don't like when you say, well, I tried to apologize to him, but he ain't even talking to me. Because then the media going to take that and then they going to make another article. Why is now that he, he apologized now Chris Mark is being mean to him? Yeah, but he you never know? said that. That's what I'm saying. In never, he, you have to watch the video to give, to give context. He, ne- he does not come off. He comes off as a child... That has got in trouble, mm-hmm. and he was he is forced like he's been beaten, grounded, and now he whoever he did the trouble to is forced to go back and tell that person I'm sorry. That's what that in the vestry comes off as to the point where he's rambling like, like a child would do. He's looking down. He's a, he's emotional at times to the point where he's not confident. Will Smith. He he's not you know Oscar Award winner. I'm trying to win a Grammy. He's just like, I'm sitting down in the video. I just put the camera on and I'm trying to express because it's like as he's talking, he's realizing, yo, me and Tony Rock was really cool. Mm-hmm. And we did that show. And then when he sits back, it's like, you know, that friendship is probably ir- ir- you know, irreparable. It probably is. Yeah. Or when, or then, or when he talks about when Chris Rock's mom said, you really slapped me. Because how close they were, it probably you know say you know how moms are, yeah. and you know how black moms are. Definitely okay, they don't think. you know say later don't. I'm saying, oh, bro, that guilt trip will come on there. And but I did this for you. I brought you in my house. I did all that stuff like that, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And they'll, they'll put all that on you. And then when you think about it, when you mess with somebody, mom, you're just like, man, I really did some bad. Like my mom used to do it to my friends all the time. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll get them over to the house. And, oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? It, it that, that's what moms do. Yeah. And that and that and that's what it is. And then when you feel like you hurt somebody, mama, mm-hmm. no matter who it is, and you're like, oh, damn. I mean, that. as long as you have, uh, as long as you have a, a heart, uh, a heart. Yeah. Because <laughs> some people just don't don't don't, don't have a car. I say, but no, man. Oh, hey, all right. Well, I guess I'm at this conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but also this conversation it really depends on if if it's something that's never happened. To you personally, and, then and also this, this. I mean, I mean, pro- I'm probably just like desensitized to it because I, I deal with it. I, I had a, a long two years to try to get certain people back together. So I mean, maybe that's just why I'm just over it. Yeah. Probably. I <laughs> well, mean, and it also could be. It depends on where you've been at in the situation. I personally have been in a situation where someone publicly defamed me. And, and they were in the wrong. They were out here just making up stuff, saying all kinds of things on a public forum, and then tried to come back and apologize privately. And I said, well, no, because that's not what just happened. And I've also been, I can't say it's been like in writing on social media, but just in a, you know, public setting, I've said something to someone who that upset them and it's like, okay, well, I have to rectify this with this in the front of the same group of folks so that it doesn't seem like, oh, I'm I'm a person who just doesn't give a shit about somebody else's feelings kind of deal. It really depends on if you are desensitized to it, then it wouldn't bother you. But I just, I don't know. I think that I've seen like his videos before this. Where he would just sometimes he just I'm gonna cut on the camera and just talk to y'all and say whatever and it did it doesn't seem very departed from the kind of things he did before this 
Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the content is. Um, but from what I saw of it, it was kind of in the same vein of other things. It didn't seem like it was disingenuous. Like, he was just... This is not something he normally does. Like, he don't just come sit in front of a camera and just start talking and, you know, letting the words spill out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just... It, honestly, everything ain't for everybody. The only people who really who this really should um, make an impact on is the people who were personally affected. And part of this, yes, was for the public because they ran with this story. They beat this shit to the ground, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, and I can understand why he took a minute because, yes, you got to let it die down out the news cycle. Because it would have got whipped up in a frenzy with mm. everything and got lost in the sauce if he had done it right when it happened. But also, sometimes you got to take time to self-reflect. And it sounds like, because after it happened, he did apparently, like, go somewhere and try and decompress or whatever. Yeah. And figure out what exactly is happening in your life that made you do this. That, that made you go that much out of character. And that's something, because I <laughs> am talking from experience. And like I said, everybody, because, you know, either to prove a point or they may feel as though I've done the same thing, but nice. But I personally, this is me personally. I remember when I act out. I had an anger problem, mm-hmm. and this happened to me in my first job, and I and I acted out of character in front of the entire store. And when that happened, I had to come back, and I had to eat crow, and I had to make apologies not just to the boss. To the store, and including the mo- and the one thing that hurt the most was I embarrassed my mother. Yeah, because she was she was yeah. there, so it's not like the, oh I heard the, this from yeah because my mother working there too, and who got me the job? You have to you got to be a man. You got to deal with that. And like I said, everybody has everybody does not have that experience where they went ape shit or did something completely embarrassing wrong in a public display I'm not saying y'all have it I'm just saying talking for me and everybody who wants to think they have like maybe they did it two or three in front of two or three friends I did this in front of a whole store of people okay to the point where it's just like when you look back at it you're like oh my god like to the point where there were a lot of people that really did like me never really trusted me again with certain jobs mm. that happens this also happened to me in college. This also happened to me after like, I've been through these situations before, me personally, and it's like yes, there, there there's more people that you're gonna have to apologize to and talk to, and that and usually you, you don't do it right after because you 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 really gotta feel the weight of the shit you did. Yeah, you're not gonna know if you don't know because I hate those. Oh, so go apologize, especially when something just happened. Yeah, and you're still mad about it. Like, when, little stupid shit. We used to get in fights on the playground. Like, yeah. all right, now go apologize to so-and-so. So I'm still mad. I don't care. This, this I'm sorry, is not coming from a place that I give a shit about. Exactly. You, you, you gotta let the diss of, you know, manifest. And so I'm not saying you're wrong, Prime, but what I'm saying is that the, 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 the way you're looking at it and the way you handle things, the way you may personally handle things because of your experiences or how you want to decompress or how you want to get past them 
you know personally from working in the industry knowing that that's not the way you can do it. There are times where you may have wronged me or wronged somebody on the podcast, but you, in your mind, you probably don't even think I wronged anybody or did anything bad unless you really feel the way it's like, all right. And sometimes when people don't feel that they wronged anybody, what's the point of saying anything? Yeah. What's the point of apologizing something if you don't feel that you wronged anybody, but the person may feel wronged? This is on a world stage. World stage. I didn't watch the whole thing. Did he apologize to, like, Questlove? Because I'm just genuinely curious. Because I know, like, it's, we all, we be, we be joking, mm. like, he, not joking, but saying, like, you embarrassed all of us on the, on the yeah. world stage. He, uh, he, 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 like, okay. He grouped it in, but like the ones that he sunk singled out. Of course, he's gonna well, single out the Rock family. Yeah, he he he, he singled out the, his family, obviously, and of course, us as a people, and just the Academy and anybody the most people that's oh, watching. Because yeah, I'm just like, bro. I mean, because that completely overshadowed everything else that happened. Yeah. Will Packer being the producer of the show, Questlove mm. getting um, an Oscar, like all the stuff. It it. It was just like nothing else happened that night. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, um, I just was sitting in there, me and the baby watching Living Single. So I was like, eh, why not go? Yeah. <laughs> she in there singing a the theme song and everything. I. <laughs> oh no! That yeah, is... she do that dance from the intro. Then yeah, y'all got something. She get up and start dancing like Big Liz. I'm taping it, and we go that, on. That's on her name, Star Big Liz. Show. Yes, that's the lady who did the dance. Yeah, on Big Singles. Liz. Um. We going on a Star Trek or something, whatever the new version of that is. Well, I mean, real, real quick while you're here. Okay. Uh, so, Stallone is making another spinoff. Oh, God Did, did, did you oh, hear about what? it? Well, Stallone isn't making it. Who's making it? It ain't Stallone. I can tell you that. <laughs> what? Okay. Now, let me tell you what just happened. Okay. I want you to understand all the things that just happened in the 10 seconds in my brain. Okay. I ran through several things that was happening. Uh-huh. I was like, which Stallone movie? Because honestly, I don't need to spin off of any of them. I was just like, oh my God, is it another Expendables? Please, God, no. Then I was like, well, oh, maybe they, they're already doing that. So yeah, I said, well, maybe it's Creed, but do we really need another Creed? And then I was like, well, not Rambo, because well, we don't Creed, need Rambo. Creed 3 is already happening. coming out. Rambo came out like last year <laughs> I heard about yeah. Creed 3 already I was just like another one like we, what we doing is and it then, his baby like what's the t- and then we got Rambo Home Alone that came out last year cause that's why yeah. I was just like what's the long movie so okay no, so uh, yeah. I, I, I just seen oh, that it said that he brutally attacked uh, yes, he is not on board at all okay. whatsoever. <laughs> they want to do a spinoff. He hates of, this guy. Uh, okay, so my corrections. A Drago movie. Drago? Yes. Yeah. Did you say he hexed him? <laughs> no, he said he hates this guy. Oh, I thought he said he hexed this guy. I said, say, damn. That's it. No, he hates whoever. I guess is making it. He's telling you, you, you stab me in the back. Why mm-hmm. are we doing a Drago movie? Honestly, I mean, so I, I feel don't like know. my my feelings were warranted then, because who asked for this? Nobody, yeah, no, no, nobody asked for, it, and I guess his um son is in Creed too, so I guess they wanted to do I something with that. But Drago is not. But you know what? I understood the Creed series because one, <laughs> Apollo Creed was his friend. He was, and yeah. he did. And then he you can't make a movie about a murderer. Well, 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 I would call Weathers. You could, but I'm saying, but <laughs> however. 
Um, <laughs> he felt as though that Apollo Creed's death was his fault. Uh-huh. And then, of course, so it would make sense that, okay, Apollo Creed had the baby, and he never got a chance to meet his father. Mm-hmm. So, what better way than Rocky Balboa to train his son? To, 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 That's a built-in storyline. It's, it's a like, I'm so, still waiting for Kill Bill 3. There's a built-in storyline here. Makes yes. sense. Uh, why do we give a fuck about Drago and his kid? I think uh, soon as uh, Sylvester Stallone didn't sign on to Creed, I think he like just gave the rights away. Jesus Christ! He, 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 he's not in Creed Three, which I, I'm a little bummed about. Yeah, he's not in Creed Three. He don't like have nothing to do with it, producing anything. Oh, so, God. I think after he's not in it, he just gave his rights away, and that's probably why they got a Drago movie. Here. But I still don't understand why he's not in Creed Three. I, I don't. I don't understand. Maybe he just, well, he, honestly, according to what he said, is at what's happening, which I don't want. He said, "Well, Rocky's story is kind of over, and Creed, in the last, you know, obviously the last scene of Creed Two, he has his own thing that he's fighting for now. He doesn't really need Rocky, which I can understand. I can understand. Basically, that. man, it's up though." <laughs> basically yeah, he's like all right rocky's story <laughs> rocky's story doesn't have to hinder uh creed's story and i feel like creed creed's boxing universe can be an actual universe without rocky that's what he said and then i guess they seen that and they said oh all right universe huh all right and then drago was announced I mean, and i so I understand why he would be like, I can step back from this. I'm not really needed in this story arc anymore. I get that. But why the fuck would we need a movie about a peripheral character? Yeah, or a killer. Yeah, exactly. Weird, bro. Or, <laughs> lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's weird. I, now, I if it was about somebody different than, like, if it was about an original character or something, something, then I would probably be like, okay, but Drago is just not no, because honestly, I thought I thought they was going to end the series after. Because I was like, me personally, after Rocky Balboa, I was just like, why are you doing Balboa? But then he he, he wanted to do, to do another Rocky movie. But then when they trans transitioned over to Creed, I was like, oh, this is great because I enjoy the Creed movies. I enjoy the. First you know, series. probably what they want to do is probably Creed for for us, but what it for Russians, I guess. They they try to get a movie that's not going to get banned in Russia like everything else we do. <laughs> um, but I just. That's weird. And it, it really is just... I feel like it's just weird because Drago is not a character... Like... I guess it makes sense if you, like, you want to tell the... I guess the villain origin story. But I don't give a shit. But uh, it's not going to be about... Because Drago's always oh, going to be like... It ain't going to be Dolph Lunger. It's going to be his it son. Might be, it might be about him and his son. Because I heard they might do, like, a... They might do, a, a, like, not flashbacks, but, like, um... Where they have a younger actor play him or whatever. I know you've seen that that Old Spice commercial with yes, him. In- oh, yeah, I seen yeah. Dolph Longer Old Spice commercial where they made him young. Yeah, so y'all I, it might be we making y'all young technology too because <laughs> it don't be making them young. Because is it is it Schwarzenegger in Prey? They come out Friday. In what? Prey. Yeah, which the like one with the was like the fourth the Predator movie. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I know don't know. I do know Sylvester Stallone is in the Samaria, the Samaritan. I saw the advertisement for Prey, and I was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> is another president?" I didn't see him in there anywhere. It's, it's, it's actually it's, it's like 
Predator Four. So. Maybe they're not advertising him like they didn't do uh, Keith David and Nope because they like we fitting off my man in the first ten minutes of the movie. We don't want nobody get. Hey man, sad. bro, you gotta look up at that coin, man. I'm sorry, y'all. Everybody should have seen. If you just want to see Nope, you've seen it by now. Sorry, yeah, my man. Spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, so but, whatever case may be, but it, but I was like, uh, don't know if I want that, but uh, okay. Yeah, I probably won't watch it anyway because Creed is just such an urban story, and it's like you gonna go from this to Russia, Russia, where he's from. Because because right if now dies, it's gonna dies. be him and Jonathan Majors in Creed Three, so I'm ready for that. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Oh, is, is that bunk. why Jonathan Majors been walking around looking like that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. That's why he was in training. He's at the beach training. Like, I saw. Is, yes, I saw the that picture. Man smokes. I listen. Jonathan Majors, the one person I'm mad he don't have social media. Okay. <laughs> because when I found out Yaya Mateen had a social media, I followed that man. Yes. Oh, what? What? Come on. Yes. Anyway. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, let me come back. <laughs> he, he came a long way from Letty Lewis. I didn't and know that's why he was. I was like, why he, he must have been. He must be training for a movie. I didn't know he was in. Korea. No, I think that was those pictures actually from the movie of him. <laughs> I guess he had a training montage on the beach or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, yeah. So yeah, he he, he you know, John the Majors in Creed Three. Come so. on, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, so I can. And he's um him and and Michael B. Jordan are like producing it or directing it together. So. Well, I know I, Michael B. Jordan's directing this is. Directorial. This is his directorial debut. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they wrote it together. Okay. So, so let's see what happens. Like I said, I, am I going to miss Sly? Of course, I'm miss Sly. I like yeah. everybody likes Sly. This is weird because you know Ryan Coogler did the first one. This one don't got no Ryan Coogler and it's just Michael B. Jordan. I'm a little leery of that myself. The, 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 the guy who did the second one did pretty good. Who did? I yeah, but we don't have that guy either. We got Michael B. So, yes. I mean, this is why you need like you know how we used to be like why Spike Lee just tossing his name behind folks' movies because you need somebody with a little bit of experience in there to be like, wait a minute. Some Somebody, Spike don't even talk to anybody about a lot of movies. I, I know, but we need somebody to be like, hey, Michael, um, this. <laughs> but yeah, on all seriousness, it's been nice to watch Jonathan, Naj- Jonathan Major's Ascent. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this just should be interesting. Chang. You said what, Pra? Chang. Chang, oh. Kane, Kane, yes, because he Kane the Conqueror is definitely he got he got a whole he, the big bad the next Avengers movie so absolutely he been he been on it yeah so do do your thing sir I have no uh, problem problem with that but yeah uh, but yeah no this dragon this uh, dragon movie boo tomato 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so Stallone so is very that. upset about it. He's uh, they styled him in the bad. They took his work, and yeah, he's he's not on the work. Oh God. Uh, okay, because I'm sorry, I got there wrong. I thought I thought about to say I was about to say I was about to be, I was about to be pissed for me. I was about to say slide. How you gonna go from Creed to drug to to Drago? First of all, you should even be doing that movie because you still you should be you pissed. He killed Apollo Creed. That's the wild part. Are they going to? Like, I'm wondering if what he's saying is right and they really did, like, he gave up the rights because are they going to have Rocky in the movie? Because that would be really weird. It would be like that stupid... Well, Rocky was in it in Creed 2 with Drago because Drago was the, the big bad and they was, like, going against each other. But I'm wondering, like, so is this just like a... Is this going to be like a Blurred Lines? Like, this is very clearly a Marvin Gaye song, but y'all just didn't do enough of Marvin Gaye for this to be labeled a sample kind of thing? Uh, or is it going to be like, we're going to have flashbacks of Drago 
and Rocky and Apollo Creed in the same scenes kind of thing. Mm. And I don't think I don't think it's gonna be about the death or him. It, I don't. I think it's just gonna be about him and his success. And maybe because I I don't know. If he's like he could be the top boxer in Russia or whatever. That's, you know. I I I I'm gonna have to agree with him. That just seems weird. <laughs> just, mm. But yeah. okay. Yeah. Very 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 much. Yeah. I I I'm not gonna be a. I ain't gonna be all for that. So, so I won't so. even watch that on streaming services. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, real quick, Prime, we could talk about the uh, the news that you just gave me today, which is kind of what news did I give you, bro? What I don't, I don't maybe know it. What did I give you today? <laughs> okay, because well, I, I gave you two, th- I gave you two things in news. One I was happy about, one I was upset. About, both I was upset about. Okay, I'm so, presuming y'all. I'm sorry. I'm presuming y'all already talked about the deaths and stuff. That yes, was probably first. Yes, there was one death that I forgot because we basically we talked about Bill Russell and uh, Michelle, Michelle Nichols. Nichols. Yes, we talked about that. I talked about Truck Turner also, but uh, what about Truck Turner? Oh, uh, because uh, she was. Yeah. <laughs> I call the term like because you gotta pay to get on yeah, it. Pay, pay to, to get, get off. off. Yes. <laughs> I fucking love her in that movie. Oh, sorry. But yeah, but <laughs> there, there there was a couple of people that that, that passed away also that. Which has just been adding up, also that I was not aware of, and there was one that you that you told me about earlier, and I was like, oh, Mary Alice. Mary Alice, also known as Letty from A Different World. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she I... was also in. She was in a bunch of stuff. Uh huh. But um, she was. I first saw her as Letty in A Different World. Okay. Yeah, I, I said there's. I don't know if we forgot, but I I, I gave a nice uh, post speech about loss in general mm-hmm. and I gave all the condolences even though I probably tried to joke about it but you know what I'm saying but <laughs> well, was... he gave a full list of condolences and people you need to go talk to and go talk to your therapist and he gave a full list alright I'm just you know, there are people I'm out there PSA. there are people out there that listen to us that if we can make this them this is a we... very special episode I'm talking oh, anyway, I'm talking about the news that you sent me about Bad Girl. Oh, Alright, before we get to Bad Girl before we get to Bad Girl, I have more news that makes me more upset, but it's just a rumor. Oh god. What is it? As we know, WB Don't. Warner Bros. Discovery. Right? I'm listening. So from the news that I seen, it's a rumor, but I'm I'm seeing that Warner Bros. is looking to have HBO Max be X'd out and just have it be applied to the Discovery app. No. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Kind of like, kind of like the WWE Network and Peacock. It's going to yeah, be just a tab. Do it's going to be a tab on Discovery app rather than I, Discovery be a tab on HBO Max. It makes no sense because HBO Max gets more money than whatever. Yeah, as, as soon as I well, said, as soon, as soon as you said that, I typed it in, and here we go, and on Variety.com. HBO Max and Discovery uh, expect to merge streamers, debate, uh, scale versus brand identity. See, here's... I mean, it's like, I don't mind them m- merging it, but why would you not merge it into HBO Max? Because that's the better I, Because I think what they've been trying to do is they, Discovery is the fledgling streaming service. Yeah. Nobody cares about Shark Week. Honestly, no, no, we don't. I mean, not that not enough for me to go buy an app, um, but I think that that's, they're like, okay, well, we can drive the people. It's kind of like a they thought. I guess they were right. 
that they just absorbed WWE Network into Peacock, it would bring up Peacock's numbers because they were still an up-and-coming streaming service. And then people would just deal with it. But then you see all the issues that you have with WWE Network as an extension of Peacock instead of its own entity. I'm like, HBO, I feel like been around long enough that they got the, the swing of this. Why would y'all have two separate... Maybe Discovery is hemorrhaging money? No, no, once again, I... I they was, merged, so technically this is kind of like a new thing. I don't have... Obviously, I don't have Discovery, so I don't know how much uh, uh, subscribers they have. I don't have. even know how the app work. I just, I know it, I know for sure it don't got more than HBO Max. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah, so... They own, because Discovery owns, they own a lot of stuff, but I don't know what's on that app. I... I... Honestly, I think HBO. I, I, I think HBO. I think HBO I'm Max. Mad, um, yeah, keep, no, keep going. Sorry. I said I think personally HBO Max has stepped up its game mm-hmm. in the past year, mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of things that like I like the way it separates because honestly, if you look at HBO Max, it does like look like a Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers is heavily involved in the HBO Max process. So, yeah, that, course, uh, all the that DC tab, the Turner Classic movies, I don't, they, them yeah. tabs help me get through a lot. So I'm it, like, it, hey. I, mean, it, it, I, I do agree. They but, take away DC on the streaming service. I'm a low key be not the not the movies, like the animated movies and stuff. Oh, bro, come on, man. I know one thing: they better not kick off. They better not take off the black shows because you know when stuff change over, that's the first stuff to go. Yeah, I will cancel my damn subscription. I don't care. Oh, you know. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper in the house, Jamie Foxx show, all of them is out the door. Probably. That's what I'm what saying. Is, I'm not messing is, with y'all. What is in the house? What is the parents' hood? The parenthood? We, oh, we don't know the whole show. Martin, what is Martin? We getting rid of these shows. We don't need these. I've been waiting for the parenthood to be on a streaming service for years. If they take this, I'm be like, all right, peace out, HBO Max. Uh, one less bill to and, pay. And he got living color on there, too. Yeah, they yeah. got all the all the stuff. Okay, a different world is on there now because it's not on Prime no more. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's better better to be on HBO Max than it is on Prime because I don't like that show. I didn't even I found it by accident on there. Yeah. So I'm just like, look, y'all, come on, don't. Maybe they will. I'm thinking that they're just trying to drive traffic to Discovery, or maybe that's the more. But I the, the more recognizable. I, I, I would say put it. put a Discovery tab on HBO Max. I don't know. That's what. Maybe they but did. But I, I think it's HBO. Look, for more discovery, HBO is not, not the tag. No. It's just like HBO. Like, no, you can't. But Discovery don't have original shows like HBO Max have. You mean to me, we got to see Winning Time and Peacemaker on Discovery? Look, I agree with you. I, I don't want to. It's a rumor, like I said, they're, they're talking about I, I don't want to merge. Because all this, all this shit merging also, also, ever since Disney got Fox, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn. Oh. Everything has just been, you know, but just merging or, or you know, fuck that. But even before, ever since uh, what was it T Mobile and uh, not T Mobile, it, it, it was <laughs> it's Sprint merger. What? It's just like what, man? You're just pulling stuff out the air. I have to, okay, because because HBO Max is actually one of the the actual streaming shows that I love to just sit back and enjoy. I enjoy. I I'm on it. HBO Max every day, literally every day. I would yeah. say because I don't watch as many streaming services anymore. But when I need, like, when I need something to watch, I go, in this order, it's HBO Max, and then uh, maybe Netflix, then Hulu. I thought this is for Netflix. 
Oh, yeah. see, I don't have Disney Plus on my phone. If I had yeah. it on my phone, I probably would go to that because mm. they have shows on there I would watch as well. But I would not go to a Discovery app first. Yeah. I, I should not go to Peacock before I go to Discovery. App. I, I, it, it, <laughs> the, the way it's right now, I, it's been like, it's be HBO Max, Peacock, Disney is almost tied. Sometimes, it depends on what mood I'm in, because mm-hmm. Peacock got all my crime Peacock shows. has NBC shows. NBC shows. And I watch a lot of NBC shows, so yeah. I probably should install Peacock on my phone. Yeah. And that would be my second choice. But it still ain't finna be discovered. That's but, all I'm saying. But when I'm at work, I'm just like, yo, I'll be turning on Mr. Cooper. I'll be turning on... Jay Fox, or, the, or if, if I feel a little serious on it, I turn on Ballers. I still be watching Ballers. Re, re, be watching. Over. He didn't watch the hell out of Ballers. Ballers is I love Ballers, man. I'm, I'm so mad. I missed that when that joint was going live. I had no idea. Like, I saw it once, and I was just like, oh, The Rock has a show. And I'm... <laughs> the Rock said Hollywood going to confirm to me. You know what well, I'm listen, I, it worked out well, but yeah, you be watching the hell out of balls. You watch balls like I watch a different world for real. No, I watch balls like you watch The Office. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, well, it, it, it a different world too because you just see all of them stuff like that also. But then also, you, Bad Girl, My Colored Bad Girl. Yeah, I saw. It's getting canceled. Is it? It then it is like it's getting canceled and it's not streaming nowhere now. Like it just acts the whole thing. They just Which makes it, it don't make sense for they're ready to film the whole. They're, they're literally in like the second stage of post production. Yes. Mm. That seems weird to me. They said it didn't do good with test screenings and audiences. Who's your test screening? And I'm not. Listen, <laughs> but I, the, but the <laughs> last Airbender came out. I prime. You ask for arguments that I can't do for you right now. The last Airbender is on HBO Max. You mean tell me it's something worse than <laughs> something worse than Avatar: The Last Airbender? That's what I you mean, need to tell. That, look, that, 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 he's talking about the live movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. No. It ain't worse than that. <laughs> no, I know. The it, wild it, part is I know somebody who worked on that movie, and I still am just like. But mm-hmm. but to answer your question, it's, it's all about the test stream. Because first of all, how do people view superhero movies? Okay, on top of that, mm-hmm. then on top of that, you have a Hispanic. Bad girl. On top of that, then you have Michael Keaton coming back. So you know, th- th- there's a lot of changing in there. So it's like, how do they, how do they uh, re- review that kind of stuff? I don't. I think know. It was already, it was already coming out on HBO Max anyway. Exactly. So yeah. that's my thing. This is my thing, right? And it was done. What's the? If you have already done it, you spent all this money to do the production. Ninety was it like ninety million. That's mm. too much money to be thrown out the window because you, you, uh. It didn't do well with your test audience. Like I understand that's part of the that's part of any process. Reshoots anybody? Why they they can't reshoot? You put you put up with the you do the prototype. But see, I'm wondering if they don't want to redo it because the test uh, the test folks are asking for big changes, like change bad girl. Like okay, we we can't really just that would require to reshoot the whole thing. Um, that's why I. No, I they need to change anybody. They need to change Flash. So I mean, is he in this? No. Oh no, um, Keaton is though. Oh lord, I thought, I thought, um, Crime McPants over there was in this or something. But I say, wait a minute, what did I miss? Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that I, I, I was looking forward to Keaton, but. I wouldn't have minded seeing that again either. That's why I'm just like, I'm really curious to, to know what they said that was so bad that they decided to scrap it completely after if you in post-production. 
I don't right. think this man never came back. Low key, look, I'm going to go out a conspiracy here. Oh, God. I'm going to throw out a conspiracy because I'm letting y'all know right now this is a conspiracy. I think Loki tried to get rid of Michael Keaton, and it's bothering me. What yeah, that's that? what I think. I, I think he, he, was in, he was in two projects this week that got axed. Yeah, they got axed. And I'm just like. What else, yep. did he, what else was he in that guy? Uh, he was supposed to be an Aquaman and then uh, Affleck took his place. Which that makes sense because uh, okay, Flash so, was supposed so, to be so, so, okay. Yeah, this is true. They, they had interaction with each other. So, oh wait, did Michael Keaton do something to get pseudo-canceled? What happened? No, no. Uh, well, first Flash was supposed to come before Aquaman, but uh-huh. obviously that's his introduction. It's in Flash, so you can't do... Yeah, Aquaman now. Not, Aquaman is now first, so you can't really. Right now, I really think they put themselves in a tug of war here. Uh-huh. It, it would have when you don't. And talk I think to the people from the uh, you know, you don't talk to each other. Like that. <laughs> would you, uh, That's what happened when you don't okay. have the Kevin Feige. Uh, no, but here's the thing. So I need to tug of war. You're dealing with Snyderverse versus War Discovery, and I think. They truly don't know which way to go because right now they are finding success on both sides. Before, they were just finding success on the non-DCEU side, right? But now some of the DCEU stuff is finding success. For instance, okay, uh, the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. it, it, it received well, right? Yep. People liked it better than the, than, than the first Suicide Squad. Then you have Peacemaker, people mm-hmm. really enjoy Peacemaker. I'm being honest with you. That's I would have rebooted it just from I would have rebooted it from Suicide Squad and then went on from there. No, but but, but well, here's, here's what I'm saying. There's there's two things that's going on here. But then on the DC multiverse side, you have Joker that came out, which won an Academy Award for best the multiverse? actor. Huh? The multiverse. Okay, so. Follow me here. I, I, you don't watch the CW shows, right? No. Okay. So you're not a big comic book reader, right? Uh, yeah, on and off. Yeah. Okay. So DC had an event called Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, I know about that. Okay. So the CW decided that we were going to do Crisis to help explain all of our DC movie problems. That way. That's... Okay, so okay. so that way, everything happens in because they you know Marvel's always credit for doing this multiverse, but DC did it first. But what 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 what, what happened yeah, is that's like Marvel doing it for Agents of Shield. Who cares? Okay, but so so here we are. So when they did Crisis on Infinite Earths, everything that's a DC property is connected, just in mm-hmm. another just in another multiverse. So so that means. Because there was a scene when Ezra Miller's Flash met Grant Gustin's Flash. I've seen that. Okay, so... And the other, the other one, too, right? Exactly, yeah. So, it's like the, there's a DCEU movies exist in its own universe, but then you have, say, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies exist in its own universe, and the Michael Keaton Batman movies exist in its own universe, and then the TV shows exist in its own universe, and blah, 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 blah. So that way you can have Harry Cavill Superman, but you can still have the Superman and Lois show, because the problem with with, with Marvel was doing was they were trying to keep that same actor for their TV shows and movies. That's a lot to do, just to be real. 
But however, when it came to DC, it was like, okay, this is how we're going to explain the multiverse. So I was kind of cool with that. So then what would happen is now they started make they made they made Joker, they made the Batman, mm-hmm. and those were two highly successful movies. But and, wasn't connected at all. But no, because it's part of it's part of it's part of part of the multiverse, it's part of another universe. It's part of it, but they're not connected, meaning like this Joker's not gonna meet that Batman. Exactly. So so they were talking about going that route, but then on the other hand, Black Adam. People are excited about Black Adam. Like we don't know how it's going to be, but people are excited about Black Adam. The, the Suicide Squad did good. Peacemaker did good. Those projects are still part of the DCEU. So what, what looks like is happening is they don't know which way to go. They and it's like it, it's easier because they, they do so much better on their anime because obviously in the animated you got the the Justice League movies and then you got like their one-offs or whoever got a different movie that's not which by the way is another universe yeah but I'm saying those I guess are easier to do and keep up with rather than real live action stuff well it it, 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 it ain't just about it also it's more so in my personal opinion this is not true it could be a real but I say in my personal opinion I think they don't know which direction to go do they like do we continue on with the DCEU or do we just reboot it and go I mean, the direction they of? Don't. Huh? They don't know. I said, you know, they don't know. That's what I'm saying. But it, but so so they're trying to make movies for both sides, and that does not work that way. You have to pick. You have to pick a side, and the problem is they don't want to gamble and lose again because they did it. They did, they did it back yeah. in the day, and they they fucked it up. So now you have a thing where it's like, okay, now our movie's actually pretty good, but what do we do? So they're reacting, opposed to trying to sit down and just let, let this thing go. So they, they probably looked at Batgirl, the screens are probably bad, and they was probably saying, this ain't going to work. Let's kill it, and maybe let's do the Ben Affleck idea again. low-key, um, Batgirl is probably not the one that you would want to do. I think probably people not really as familiar as Black Girl, and they probably just don't care necessarily, probably. Because, like, Blue Beetle has a movie, which I don't know if that's going to act shit, but I can, it'll probably be something like that where maybe people just didn't care about it enough, maybe. Yeah, well, well so once again, like, the Blue Beetle is still coming out. Fla- I don't know what's going to happen with Flash. Um, <laughs> but right now, it's going to, right now, a lot of pressure's riding on Black Adam and Shazam this year. Shazam coming out in December. Black Adam coming out in October. That's really going to ride on like, okay, if Dwayne Johnson, who's the biggest one, the biggest star, if not the biggest star in Hollywood, action star in Hollywood, if he can't, if, if he can't save the property, then it's done. Then we go in a new direction. Bro, I, I think, he's, I think that's he's pushing this, for, first of all, he's pushing this thing hard. Uh, I know you probably didn't see it, but uh, Super Pets, this man is... <laughs> this man is pushing it. He's pushing Black Adam hard, isn't he? Yes. But I'm saying, but even even pushing, he pushed Red Notice hard. It, it was just like no, but he's he's in, he's in DC Super Pets. Like it's a sequel already. He's in it. Like he's in it three times. He's three characters. Wow. He's Crypto. He's Black Adam. And he's Black Adam's dog. Just too much. Wow. So did y'all make this movie as a vehicle to promote Black Adam then? Like, 
right, right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the biggest star in Hollywood, almost. That's what I'm saying. So did and, they did they make Super Pets just as a vehicle? No, no, I think they made Super Pets so that the sequel could be Black Adam versus Superman. That's why he said, which it depends on which Superman that he fights. Okay. Yeah. Which I would love to see a Black Adam Superman movie, but but he but Dwayne wants Henry Cavill. Yeah, I was about to say, is he willing to come back? Because he don't seem but too the, interested. Henry Cavill wants to come back. I don't think they want him. Charlie Warner Bros. wants him back. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, okay, so I'm I'm reading this wrong then. Because Henry, he's like, sure. Yeah, and they're like, no, thank Henry you. Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, um, the race is doing the road dog thing. Yeah. He, re- <laughs> he, he represents... Uh, a era of DC that Warner Brothers is, is afraid to of forget. because they're trying to forget. Because, like I said, I thought Man City was great, but I it, didn't it, have a problem with. It was, but it, it split fans down the middle, and then once again we had Justice League and stuff like that. Then we had no. The, what really hurt split fans was the mustache gate. That's what really that turned people off. I was like, why? That is wasn't this such his a fault. Thing? That wasn't his fault, but that's that kind of made people like get mad at him uh, unju- unjustifiably. I didn't think it was anything wrong with his Superman, personally. I love the Superman. I know it's a mixture of Christian Reed and Tom Welling. And I didn't think it was anything wrong with Man of Steel either. I don't know why. Yeah, Superman fans are very toxic. So, so I I don't it 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 sucks that it got canceled. Yeah, I really want to know. I think think it's beyond sucks that it got canceled. Yeah, my thing is this. Um, what's the girl's name? Who is Batgirl? Uh, Leslie Grace. What'd you say, Pa? Her name is what? Leslie Grace. Yeah, she was in the Heights. Okay, so I'm just like she's an up and coming star. It may it'll do nothing for Michael Keaton if this gets axed. But what does that mean for her prospects if a project that she was carrying gets axed before it even gets out the gate? Mm-hmm. Like cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Well, I mean, I have another story for y'all. I forgot to bring this up. I have another story that I've heard. I'm Loki. Want to see how it goes? Uh, I'm very interested to see. Leslie Grace, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it. But I've I've heard they're bringing back Everybody Hates Chris in the new form. It's animated. It's gonna be. It's called Everybody Still Hates Chris. What? Yeah. Is it being voiced by the same? I don't know that. I just know it's going to be animated and it's going to be on Comedy Central, I believe. No. Chris Rock is going to come back and Chris Rock is going to narrate it and everything. No, he, but it's just, no. it's just, I feel like it's going to be weird if it's animated, though. I'm like, no. why not just do Chris Rock as a young adult meeting the comedy or something? I don't know. Well, uh, because. I don't know how I feel about that. Be interesting. Now, if they have everybody come back and voice their characters, then that would be, that would obviously be. Great. Tyler James come back. Julius come back. You know. I don't know how um I really don't know how they would pan out. I mean, folks ain't been too happy with Terry Crews, so I don't know if they care if he come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in all seriousness, I don't know. Mm. I hope like, if it do come back, it would be the same as like it like not as PC as like I hope it'd be like the same type of show. The, the teacher in there, oh, the teacher is the same. I don't <laughs> know if we will be able to pull that off now. Some, some, back. some shows I can see being continuations or rebooting, and some shows I feel as though it was 
they're period pieces. They work. They work for the time. They work yeah. for the time, and I think with uh, you know, you know, what's the name that plays Chris? Is Abbott? I'm mentioning. Tyler James. Yeah, Tyler James. It was a good period piece. He played a good young Chris Rock. He, he's too old now, obviously. Yeah. And he, his, his voice dropped everything like that. I think that that story and that thing right there should just be. It's a it's a period piece. It was good for it was good for his time. Now, unless they're going to, because this would just this is kind of be lazy, but unless they're going to go back and animate the episodes that we already have, that might be different. However, I don't think that they would do that. That sounds like a Comedy Central thing to do. I'm just it does sound like a Comedy Central thing to do. That's the only reason because you said it's Comedy Central. It seems like something I could see them doing. Yeah. Um. I feel like that would be the only possible way that would work. Um, and then maybe you could, I would say you could animate it and make the kid actually look like Chris Rock. Because Tyler James Williams is not like Chris Rock. Uh-huh. Um, but, I don't know. they had that Cosby episode. But he was definitely hilarious though, as Chris Rock. He but. was. And that's, and the same thing with um his brother don't look nothing like Tony. Exactly. I know he ain't supposed to be Tony mm. really, but that's who he's based on. Yeah. That would have been better if he was Tony because obviously Tony is the famous brother. So, like, mm. that's like Charlie Murphy in the Charlie Murphy stories talking about his brother uh, Ricky. I'm like, yeah, right, you got brother. Yeah, exactly. That's how, like, it would be weird if they did something like with Eddie and Charlie Murphy and he's like, yeah, this is Vernon. No. <laughs> like, you know, we know Charlie. But, so I I don't know. That's the only way I could see that maybe getting over. I just can't see them rebooting it and doing a whole nother thing. It's like they want to pick up where he left off. It's going to have to be a whole new cast of people because all these people are grown now and they have other projects. Mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary is getting a full season. A full run. 22 episodes. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know about what well, Tashina Arnold's working too. She's on The Neighborhood. Um, <laughs> she like that show got her locked down forever. Listen, she can, mm. but she have you seen the neighborhood? I've only seen a couple. Of no, I have not. It's oh, not my. something that I would have. Bring to the watching. Soul Man back, please. You, I'd rather, I'd rather watch that. Man. I'd rather watch that than the neighborhood. Honestly, yes, but still. But I'm saying, but she's been she's been working, mm-hmm. and the kids are also working too. So I'm like, okay, so, bro, I'm not giving up my job I got now. For this, maybe we can reboot this series he was on. Oh, you don't have to give it up for voice voiceover workers. You can do it literally well, you wherever you're in your house now, right? Because everything has to yeah. you can be done, it could be done remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, like, bro, no, <laughs> I'm not coming back for that. We're supposed to be. We're not doing the forty year olds being teenagers no more. Mm-hmm. That's let's give that up. Unless you're Bianca Lawson, we're not. It's not permissible. Okay. <laughs> Well, Younger Lawson is. She, she I could have swore she was on uh, this show playing a teenager for seven years. I'm like, first of all, it's only four years in high school, and she plays seven years in the show. All right. Well, she got some good genes. I mean, it's kind of like Mr. Feeney and Boy Meets World. He was a teacher for every grade they had in college, also. But he was, but he was old though. Mm. She was in, she was in in the classes as the student for mm. seven years. It, uh, I mean, that doesn't make sense. But I do what you, I do see what you mean. Mr. Feeney not finna be your teacher in fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth and ni- he not finna be your teacher <laughs> every year, bro. Um, but no, I don't. She's a vampire, mm-hmm. like <laughs> a literal vampire. She probably is. Uh, I think um, 
Oh, you know what? Before I get to into our closing thing, Prime, would you be willing to give us a review of DC Super Pets? Oh, he saw it. He did oh, see it. Okay. Oh, I, I, uh, I, I don't. I hold on. I don't mind spoilers, but since we're on here, I, it, it, you know, I've had a lot of people host Nerdgasm before, and this is a way I could cheat to put a review up. So, <laughs> would you mind giving a review of DC Super Pets? Yeah, I give a quick little review. Um. First of all, I just want to say this movie is definitely like a hard hitter for pet owners. Um, so if you, if, you, if you have a pet, it's going to touch your soul? Yeah. Okay. Because basically, so you know the story about like Ace and it's not what you, Ace, Ace's story is pretty much like Batman's story mixed with uh, the girl from uh, Toy Story. The, the girl toy from Toy Story, basically. It's like Bo Peep? No, the Jesse. 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 Yes, no. she got a bandit. So basically, like he was, he had a loving family, and they got a, they kind of like left him, just left him in the middle of nowhere. And then he like, ah. Uh. So it's like now every every animal or person he comes across, he kind of gets attached too quickly because he got left so you know so abruptly. So Not an that's his with abandonment issues. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So then, uh, you know. Ace, I mean Ace, nice Ace. Crypto is basically just like I'm Superman's dog. I'm confident. I'm just like the best dog. Like he basically kind of turns his nose at all the other dogs because he has powers and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Turbo as Flash's dog. Uh, I forgot what Wonder Woman's pig name is. It's something <laughs> I forgot what. But pig. yeah, basically, <laughs> yes. Honestly, I wish they would have just went to watch the show, show Crypto the Super Dog, just got the animals. But, um, yeah, it's basically, you know, just about this thing happens to Superman and, and Batman. They're kind of, like, unable to save the world. So there's this squirrel shooting everybody. With, basically, it's this squirrel that they think is he's a squirrel, so he's, like, tiny. But yet he's beating up Crypto and Ace and all them. And um, they get power somehow. Ace already had powers, but the other ones get powers. Obviously, except for Ace, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, uh, they kind of just save Batman, save Superman. Keanu Reeves, it's low key kind of dry as Batman, but whatever, man. I guess this Batman is supposed to be dry, yeah, because of his 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 uh, animation. He looks like he's supposed to be dry. Uh huh. Uh, but overall, I'm gonna just say it's a nice, touching story for Pell. It's literally like it's a kids' movie mixed with like basically this is like if you take your kids to this, they probably want to be like, all right, I want a pet now. This is one of those movies. Oh shit! So we ain't going to see it. So uh, yeah, like, that's like, basically. Yeah. So well, uh, uh, we will, can we please adopt? It's more about adopting too. It's like if she blind, can we get a dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's more of an adopting story because they, you know. They adopt the pets. They don't just like buy them. They like adopt them, and you know. So it's more like, oh, can we adopt the pet? That's that's basically the story you're gonna get out of. Is can we adopt the pet? And then, so what's the post credit scene? It was Black Adam showing up behind Superman. Basically, he's basically like, oh, you thought you was thought you was sweet, huh? <laughs> basically, that's what it is. No, he uh uh Ace. Why keeping it? Crypto. Crypto's favorite chew toy is a. Batman squeezy to it. Of course it is. He throws it, and then Superman is looking after he throws it, and then Black Adam shows up behind him. I forgot what he says. He shows up behind Superman, probably says like, 
Oh, I'm coming for you. And then uh, Black Adam's dog beats Crypto and catches the Bruce toy and rips it up. Dang. And then they kind of just walk off. <laughs> he wants but, Black Adam was a Superman story. Yeah, so it's just, I feel like that's too confusing for the kids because the, the, the Rock is Crypto, he's Black Adam in this, and he's Black Adam's dog. And they all have dialogue. Mm. So uh, that's that's very right, confusing for the kids. So they might have to change Black Adam for the. Uh, I don't know, but his his dog's name is like Anubis or something. Uh huh. Okay. That makes sense. Something, something, something like that. Anubis. Is he literally cool. looks oh. like Crypto, yeah. but he's black and has a obviously a lightning strike. He's black dog lightning strike in his chest. So. Let's go. Uh, I hope we get the movie done. I hope uh, Shazam in that joint too. So no, I don't think Shazam. I think it's gonna be like. A, I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if they call it like DC Super Pets Batman versus Shazam. I'm Batman versus Black Adam. I'm talking about if they get like a live action movie going. Oh, live action! Oh, well, yeah, live action, of course. If you look at the animated, the animated uh, movie, the little short movie they had of Shazam Superman versus Black Adam. Yes, I seen that. Yeah, that's that always dope. So, just saying, make sure you check that out. All right, guys. So, uh, right now, I wanted to turn it over to a recording that we did earlier. Me and Swaggle Zero did a spoiler review of Nope. So, make sure you guys go out and check out Nope in the movie theater. So, right now, Swag was not here with us live on this podcast. We record this earlier. So, make sure you guys go check out Nope. Now, this is all spoilers. Putting the warm right now. So, we're going to play it right now. Then, when we come back, we're going to close the show. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah! Right now, we're doing another spoiler cast because this one is for the movie Nope, Jordan Peele's newest movie. So I uh, asked Swag to go out. He wanted to go out there and see it. Did I expect him to text me the next day and be like, yo, I'm, I'm in the theater right now? No, I did not. So it, it was a very slow day at work, and I was like, it was like no one's in the office. I'd done everything I need to do. Movie theaters right across the street. What time does it start? 12? What time is it? 11.45? You know what? I might as well. It was between that or Thor. I had a coin toss, so nope one. Okay, yeah. I still recommend you still go see Thor also when you have the chance. Yeah, I'll, I'll see that. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, it's but, time to get busier oh, now. Pretty soon, to be honest with you, if you probably wait till the end of August, it'll probably be on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. In that so, case, I might just wait. How about see, because... Because Lightyear coming, coming out tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> where Lightyear is. Yeah, well, yeah, I say, well, you know, if DC Super Pets is out there now, I'm just like, okay. No, but, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so... We we want to go. He want to go see. No, so this is a complete spoiler cast. So if you guys do not want to be spoiled, uh, you can leave. If you guys want to be spoiled, or you want some things that you may have saw explained to you, I know you probably probably everybody probably been seeing all the ending explained videos and stuff like that of, of Noble of course going on. But however, I um, took for what my first viewing was. Add on some points that I watched some, some other people's opinions and stuff like that, and I was just like, okay, man, this joint, um, this joint broke down f- for me more than, than I thought, and I didn't give you know certain credit for it that I did the first time the movie. But first, overall, let me get Swag's uh, quick review of it since he finally goes saw the movie just to hear from your mouth of what you thought. 
the movie was fantastic. This is neck and neck for Get Out for me, for how enjoyable this movie was. Um, I I remember you saying the first, um, I think you said the first hour was Expedition. Uh-huh. But I was I was like thoroughly engaged, not only because of the mystery of what was going on, but the how are they going to beat this? Like and I, I was I was drawn into the cinematography the has to be some of the best I've seen, especially especially uh this year. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when movies record at night, you really can't make out what they're recording. Yeah. Especially when you got dark skinned people. Yep. I saw Daniel Kaluuya the whole time. The whole time. time. <laughs> exactly. The whole time. Yeah, I'm like, to point that out, especially when, um, like I said, we're talking spoilers here. My that spaceship over the house scene is just my god. It's During so, the rain. Yeah. It's so amityville. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah. the movie theater uh, I went to had this thing called Dolby Vision. Yeah. Where blackers are much darker, colors are. Higher contrast. Yeah, that scene was gorgeous. Yes, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I, but yeah, it, 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 I, 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 if, if it had, it reminded me of old Amityville horror, Alfred Hitchcock type stuff. I was just like, mm. y'all don't know what y'all fucking with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, um, what you said did help. Um, when you said, don't go in this. Uh, thinking it's a horror movie yeah because that immensely helped because if i yeah because this was definitely a a straight sci-fi yes straight sci-fi and it kind of sucks the marketing was all horror and i don't think that's what jordan peele wanted but i can't speak for him i mean to to be fair the marketing kind of reminded me a lot of because i I watch like a lot of ufo movies Uh and documentaries and it, it had a lot of that, but however, I think with it with the name Jordan Peele, and of course, it, and him loving horror so much, him being involved in a lot of horror projects and creepy projects, I think it was going off the assumption that this is gotcha. going to be more. Because like I said, because lights have shut off, uh, things have been quiet, animals have been running in all kinds of like I said, close counts of the third kind. That that's what. The Steven Spielberg film that it, like, it pulled a lot from, and so uh-huh. you know that, that, those those things come a lot in science fiction type things, right? So I think like kind of like how you uh, told me where is like did Marvel screw up or were we expecting something that they didn't deliver on that they didn't right. promise type thing? You know what I'm saying? Like that? Yeah. That's how I kind of thought how this was. Okay, gotcha. I see what you mean. Yeah, but keep going. Um. No, no, the, I literally the movie was fantastic. I am curious to what made you think I wasn't going to like this movie after I liked Fast uh, Nine. Was it Fast Nine? Yeah, Fast yeah. Nine. As much as I did. Well, well, okay. So here's the thing. So I already know. Like, obviously, you have a contagious laugh, and <laughs> you also like. I personally love hearing you gas about the Fast movies because. Deep in my mind, I, I know two things. One, it's feasible that Ant sh- uh, Swag shuts his brain off uh, when he comes to these movies because he does not take them seriously. So oh, no, and, my my brain is all the way on. Just the like, there's no way y'all doing this. So, which <laughs> I, I mean, which is fair what we do with these kind of movies. But however, 
if he because he's smart enough to know that this this franchise has changed dramatically mm-hmm. since the beginning in the fifth one to the point where now Vin Diesel lost his damn mind. <laughs> yep. And I and then so it's like borderline, you know, him being hilarious and trolling, or and him like he, he knows he, he, <coughs> he knows it's trash, but he love it, and it's subjective. I can't so, ever argue with it. The way I see it is like I I was actually interested in Fast and Furious on the fifth one. The fifth one was my first movie. Oh, that's the best one. And I was like, oh, I've been missing out. Yeah, that's the best one. And I watched the older ones. I was like, they're not bad, but it was nothing compared to this fifth one. And then seeing the fifth one just get more insane and insane. And then it just it went from drag racing to a spy thriller. Yeah, and you already know how I am about spy thrillers. I love them, so that's why I love the series as much as I do. No, I mean, don't wrong, was just like, I enjoy the series too, but there are some things to the point where now it's like from fast from the first Fast and Furious up to about Fast Seven, mm-hmm. there were actual times that I felt as though that the family could be in danger. Yeah, there's nothing I fear now. <laughs> Which takes away from the movie. But what I'm saying, there's nothing I fear at the moment. That that's true. And that and, is true. And when you take that element away, it it's just like now I can do all the stupid shit I want. So what's the point of bringing in Jason Momoa? What's the point of bringing in uh, Shari uh, Theron? Uh, what's the point of bringing in John Cena and all these big time stars to be villains or Jason Statham? When mm-hmm. I already know the family makes it out in the end, whereas right. opposed to the older older movies, it was like, "Yo, uh, we lost Michelle Rodriguez for about two movies." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and you know we didn't always have uh, Ludacris and Tyrese. Uh, did, we lost uh, one of Dom's friends who 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 had the baby in Fast Five. You know, saying that a uh, big white guy that was in the, in the first ones. Yeah. yeah, he was the only one that didn't come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there was some loss. Like we lost Dom's, uh, the mother of his baby. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was some loss. There was some weight to what they did. Now there ain't no weight to what they do. It's to the point like these motherfuckers is in our space. And then when, 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 it, when it was like, are they gonna make it back? I'm just like, of course they are. Right. And it's like. All right, just go ahead and do what you gotta do. So, it t- it takes me out, and then and then when, when Vin Diesel does not want to acknowledge that he's black somewhere, bothers me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, 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 it yeah, just it, I'm just like Cena of all people. It's definitely ambiguous out of all. It, <laughs> like it, it's like Scarlett Johansson's race. At yeah, this point, like this man is Cuban, Hispanic, Brazilian, what, everything but black. So okay, I'm just like, cool, but damn, <laughs> you know, like, shit, and you know, it's, it's, it's kind of he, he acknowledged group more than he do his blackness. Look, if if he was black, he probably wouldn't be getting away with a lot of the stuff he's doing in this movie. <laughs> so, like, like they will, the CIA will shut it down quick. Yeah, <laughs> and they, if he was black, and, hold and, up. And, and that's the other thing. The, the, the CIA the CIA sucks to get these whole series now. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, and the best the best one y'all had 
Y'all can because even if Fast Ten, they brought back Hobbs and uh-huh. Statham and Cena, and I'm like, who don't want to see Cena and, and Dwayne in a fight in a movie? Yeah, we we gonna miss that on the. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, it's like now we're gonna like now you're gonna sacrifice it for, for other. I'm tired of hearing Tyrese anyway, and we get away off the topic. So, yeah, <laughs> but so so I so once again I say it all that to say that I I didn't know if he was gonna like this movie because I didn't know if he was gonna be a, you know trolling if he if if he is in the sci-fi because I asked you what movies that you seen you haven't seen those movies before, right? And I was just like he's in the storytelling. But this one goes on because goes on people's heads because we had black people booing in our movie theater. Really? And I, that's why that's why we, we we didn't want to say the spoilers because I was like that can easily touch somebody's mindset. When, when we got up, I was just like, I'm sorry, I find that kind. Of, I I ain't supposed to get up and clap, right? But yeah. I was just like, yo, uh, I I feel as though that I, even with art. For, for, for the film that we got that's kind of disrespectful yeah I mean, I'm just like because you know and and, 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 and that's why I came up with, with me and Lady Sketch was talking I was like uh, I made the comment when we talked about it in my non-spoiler that I think black folks were expecting it to be signs with white people like the alien the physical being of an alien uh-huh. was supposed to be like white folks trying to come down to earth and probe us and we gotta fight fight them and kick their ass so we can right. get the victory in the end. I think that's what some people were thinking of when they came in there. They, they was looking for another signs, but then addressed it as like, okay, we, we have a senator that is now an alien and, and trying to... I'm just like, it wasn't about that. Because actually, the the twist that I thought was clever is it's not a UFO. It's an actual beast. I thought that was amazing. When they said that, that's what got me even more interested. I was like, that's more frightening because everybody thinks it's a ship that's being right. controlled by aliens, but in fact, that is the alien. That that made me even more scared. That, I was like, nope. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, nope. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Turn no, exactly. it around. <laughs> and, and, and then when, when we found that out, I was just like, that makes it even more frightening now because this thing is hiding in clouds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's in it's the intelligent. Sky. Huh? It's intelligent. It's intelligent, and it's just like so. So now, how do you even beat this thing? With, with it, it's like a huge stingray, right? And then on top of that, but you think like, where the fuck this thing come from, right? You know. So you ask more questions now when you find out that, that it's not a ship; it's a beast, right? Especially when it goes to its its final form. Yeah, the final form was so beautiful. Yes, I'm not gonna. I, I would have died. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I would have died. Because at first, when it went to its final form, I was just like, "Uh, hey, hey, lady sketch, did the barbed wire like cut it, and it kind of like this like it exploded?" And I was like, "She's like, I don't think the barbed wire cut that because it has other organ, it had other non-organic matter that never nothing ever destroyed it, but it, it got the final form." And then when I watched some of the explain videos, they they said that this was taken from the biblical description of what an angel really looks like. Yeah, I <laughs> and I said I'm sorry. Uh the only reason I laugh because it was this uh 
It was a small little meme I saw where it was like a biblically uh, accurate angel yeah. talking to someone and said, do not fear me. And the person was like, this is the scariest Just moment of my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> look, of course, you was raised like, you know what I'm saying, little, nice little white people was coming down there with wings, is coming down there, and bless you, it's just like, <sighs> if I... If I see that, I'm jumping. I don't it, care if it talks saying, do not fear. Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I need an explanation. Why can't you talk? Why you have so many eyes? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell me again. <laughs> so, that's what I mean, fear about, but, uh, so, to, to go over some of the things, that, uh, I wrote down, I, I had like different different sections of stuff to talk about. So, since, okay. we, since, since we just talked about uh, the actual Beast being, you know, Jean Jacket, which is right. actually the name of the horse. Yeah. That uh, which I also uh feel that connection in thinking about it. Uh, well, do, do you want to get into characters? Because I don't want to go. Yeah, I'm about to go to characters because the first I was about to get okay. into was Gordy. Okay. So now I didn't watch any explain videos for anyone uh listening. Yeah. However, Mister A and E did. To me. Film is like you said, subjective, and I feel like, like, when I write, I don't want to. The only time I'm making things apparent is when I want you to know something. Yeah. If I want you to interpret something a certain way, I won't say it exact. That's the reason why I didn't watch the explain videos because I'm like, maybe he wants us to interpret it a certain way. Yeah. In our own way, I took the Gordy thing as pretty much like pretty much the nature of animals really once you hear the balloon pop it triggers once it hears a threatening noise it triggers and that's also what happened with the alien when they were screaming back and forth at it yeah actually you're right on the nose actually oh okay so so the whole Gordy thing which I think which a lot of people never understood what the whole Gory thing was. It was that, you know, Jew, which I would call him Jew, which is, you know, Stephen Yang's character. Yeah. Was part of that television show and what happened was they are they spend all the time trying to be in control of these animals. And and for, for you know that you can't you can't really can, can, can control them and then of course like I said when something went off then all of a sudden you know the, the chimpanzee snapped and but what he felt what Juke felt as though was that he never learned his lesson from that attack on the set mm-hmm. he thought he could profit from it and he felt as though that since I live through the spectacle I can, I am basically untouched when it comes to being able to tame things that don't need to be tamed. That's why he was arrogant enough to feel as though that he can uh, control this this alien. Okay. Because he was out there, he knew about the alien six months and he was feeding the alien all of OJ's horses. Mm. Because when OJ is in there trying to sell Lucky at the beginning, and he was just like, "There's a chance for me to get my horses back, right?" Because he just sold himself for money, and you, and Jupe's faces are kind of like, "Yeah," knowing that you can't get them horses back because I've been feeding them to this alien to to help 
you know, with my theme park, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, so so you're not gonna get these horses back. That's when OJ later on in the film when he when he finds the uh, flyer in the uh, horse poop, mm-hmm. he was like, "I gotta go get my horse back because he okay, know, yeah, yeah, and that's because he knew that that's what was happening. He felt as though that he can control the uh, you know, the, uh, the whole the whole beast, and then when he realized that he couldn't, mm-hmm. that's when that horrified. That alien coming to eat all them people up like that. And you just hear them screaming inside of it. Yeah, that was horrifying. Yeah, it's just like, like, oh my God. And then you just like see it like they're just squeezing them in now. It's like, oh, that is just um That is horrifying. Right. I'm like, nope, they ain't, they ain't escaping. They, <laughs> they are in there. <laughs> you know, they, they are in there. <laughs> they're in there. So, uh, because he'd been profiting off the, the Gordy Massacre, like he, even when. Uh, you know, um, Emerald's character, Kiki Palmer's character, was in there, and she was mm-hmm. looking at all the memorabilia. He said, "I even let somebody sleep in here for about for for fifty thousand dollars." So he's been, he's been he's been yeah. prof yeah he's been profiting off that that accident, but I've, he's been real arrogant about the accident because since the since the monkey didn't kill him and was about to give him a fist bump, fist bump before he got his head blown off, like I'm invincible. Yeah, I, I'm 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 invincible. To, to like basically if they if they go crazy i'm able to tame it i'm right. able to you know say use it to my advantage which was not the truth so that that's what what was more his downfall then okay we ha- <clears throat> then we have oj i've a lot of people unfortunately did not like oj and i was like i don't think y'all get oj he he from what i got he was depressed yeah, that's what I'm saying. First of all, like, I, I, I also think people not people not been saying this. I think he's a slight bit artistic. I didn't get that. But. Okay, the reason why I said that is because nothing shakes him, because mm-hmm. that's how artistic people react to certain things. Mm-hmm. Like my, I, you know, my um, my uh, sister's boyfriend's artistic. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a neighbor that's autistic. So when, when, when he had a couple of things like when uh, the, the the alien was was right over his car, mm-hmm. or when the alien like flew right by, he was just like, mm-hmm. you know, and that stuff like that. It's like I don't think he processes things the same way, but uh, he's hyper intelligent. Right. I'm saying I'm not saying it's a fact. He I'm was, saying, yeah, he yeah. was really smart. Yeah. And uh, and I I and I I see a lot of people was calling him boring, and I'm just like he's not boring. He's first I'm like first of all his dad just died, and then yeah. on top of that the whole ranch is left to him, and like they're going bankrupt, and and they are having to have to sell. Because first of all, I can relate because I'm going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you know your parent dies, and, and you had everything at order at first, and then all of a sudden it's just like. I'm just trying to survive. Right. So there's some days I got to go out there and sell some things and sell something back. Hopefully I can get it back one day, but I got to sell it right now because I got to make some kind of money, which is, is you know, the, he was close to his father, played by Keith yeah. David, by the way. Whereas yep. Emerald was more so of the charismatic, uh, doing her little side hustle. Her her father didn't, didn't truly get along as well as her uh, him and OJ did. Mm-hmm. 
So I felt as though that it was a, uh, you know, the way OJ was, and the way how OJ figured out what the weakness of the beast was. Uh huh. And how it came up, came up, came up with that whole plan and what, what to do. I was like, this man is hyper intelligent. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he's not going to get. You're not going to get. You know the Daniel Kaluuya from Jews of the Black Messiah. Right. You know, so you're not going to get Wakabi from Black Panther Two. You're not going to get you know him from Get Out because that's not who his character is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we go to Emerald, played by Kiki Palmer, who I think did a terrific job. Yeah, she did amazing. She and was then, my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, and then I, I've heard, you know, and some days it upset me. Like, you know, like, she's annoying. She was Chris Tucker in there. I'm just like, how? But that's, that's, this is literally how Kiki Palmer acts. Like, I don't, under, like, y'all got to stop with that. <laughs> that, that, that. That's why my wife said that she felt as though that people came in to the theater with a preconceived notion about how they feel about Kiki I, Palmer as a person. Yeah, and I 100% agree with that because I thought she did fantastic. Yeah, and I'm just like, it, y'all act like she talked through the whole movie, over-talked everybody, made a joke about every single thing, never took anything seriously. I'm just like, that wasn't even the case at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, when she had something to say, she said it, and then something she said, it wasn't annoying at all. I really believe that people just got upset because it was Kiki Palmer. Right. And, and with, however they feel towards her, it is because you know they just they just had this whole thing about this colorism between her and Zendaya. And I'm just like, y'all are making up stuff, right? Right now, just for the sake of making. I mean, if 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 anybody is colorism, it's people that put that whole thing out. Yeah. Because you're not paying attention. Because first of all, she just she just had two back to back blockbusters, whether you like them or not, this summer with this and Lightyear. Oh, she's in Lightyear. Yes. Oh, dad. Yeah, so I'm just I like, think she has another movie coming out. This is her year. Yeah, well, well, she had Alice come out earlier also, but I, I wasn't going to see Alice. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I think that was the... Was that the... Um, was it a slave movie, I yeah, think? Yeah, it was a slave, slave that yeah, goes, okay. goes like yeah. right to black exportation. I'm just like... Yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is a weird concept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was just, I was like... What step did she take towards the door stars? Yeah. <laughs> that 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 door just kind of uh, threw threw me off. I I, I thought uh, it was you know she was great in the movie. Yeah. Uh, then they had uh, the character Angel, mm-hmm. who worked at that uh, dying uh, um, video kind of store when they went to go, go get go get the cameras to uh, set up. I enjoy his character too. I like this character a lot. I thought he was going to be like a lead head type of character, which yeah. I was like, all right. But no, he blew my, blew my expectations yeah. out the water. Glad he made it. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad. I was like, thank God. I was like, <laughs> yeah. glad he made it. Glad he made it. <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, that's it there, there. So there was one scene that um, I felt as though. He gave us what people were looking for, but it was it it, it was a, a, a like a hard turn, and that was the aliens in the barn. Okay, yeah. Now <laughs> that was funny to me. Yeah, just because I feel like uh, back to Daniel Kaluuya real quick. Yeah. I feel like 
I, the only reason I don't agree with what you said earlier is because I feel like I will have the same responses as he did in uh-huh. those situations. Like, if I see a spaceship above my house, I'm just going to peek out the car. Nope. Not Shit. dealing with it. Not today. I just, <laughs> I, I will still have a cool calm collected because it's like, if I panic, it's going to get worse. So uh-huh. let me just keep it, especially if I'm with someone and they're panicking. It's like, just keep calm. Yeah, it will eventually be okay. It's not gonna. It's not looking okay, but if we just calm down, we just have a level head, process everything. It's going to be cool. So I I related with Daniel Kaluuya's character a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, crap. What was you saying? Um, with the video store. Glad he's alive. Well, I'll talk about the aliens in the barn. Yeah. Okay. I agree with his like whole reaction when <laughs> he pulled his camera out, saw another one. Nope, <laughs> just walk away. Just but walked away. He was trying to record him. Yeah. Yes, which we'll get into the over the overhaul message, the overall message uh, towards the end. But mm. I was like, I think Joy Pills is like, okay, I know my people want to see some kind of signs thing, and mm-hmm. everybody knows the famous scene from Signs, don't you? Yep. Or you did you did see signs, right? Yeah, like way back when. Way back, okay. <laughs> it was well, a while. It's ago. always the alien at the birthday party. Yeah, that that is a freaky. That's a freaky scene. Mm-hmm. And I felt as though that everybody was expecting that moment, but I was like, so the ones when they were in the bar, I was just like, oh my god, that is creepy. It and, was very creepy. Because I was just like, because I didn't see it at first until some started standing up. And I was because it kept the camera on there. And I was just like, how's he going to get out of this? Yeah, I saw it dunk down. And I was like, what is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it said, I was like, okay, we, <laughs> like you said, this wasn't a horror movie, oh, man. <laughs> you told me it wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> and, and then when it swung down and he punched, I was like, okay, so there. Those are kids. I was just like, okay, which Autumn gets dead now. I'm about to say, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, exactly. Oh God, I, I know that, that that I said that scene is very horrifying. I, I was scared that moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, and I was like, okay, he gave us what we was uh looking for, with with, with uh having that um, you know that that, that barn scene. Uh-huh. Then we get the whole uh, c- cinematographer mm-hmm. who was was talking about you know the perfect shot you know and how that they wanted to get him to get to get the perfect shot of the UFO basically the Oprah shot. Now, yeah. when uh-huh. you said that, there was a lot of talks about spectacles in this movie. Yes, which I'm guessing that was the theme of it because we did get that quote in the beginning of it. And say yeah. something about spectacle. Yes, the uh, what? Let me actually. I had it pulled up right here. Uh, uh, it's the Bible quote from uh, because you know, hold on, because you, you make sure if I'm talking about the Bible, I make sure I get it right. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay. not gonna lie. I, I'm gonna be real to you. I don't remember that book in the Bible. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, it's Old <laughs> Testament. Um, from Nathan chapter three, verse six. I will pelt you with filth and treat you with contempt. I will make a spectacle of you. That is the quote, which was that's what was the overall all theme 
of how we uh, do things and how we handle spectacle. So what with, with that whole spectacle being said, it, I feel like how can I put it? It's like so much sacrifices went into getting this spectacle. Was that the underlying message of the movie? It was the fact that um, when it comes to spectacle, especially when it comes to us, that we really put all of our priorities and dangers aside to see what we should, you know, uh, probably what either should be seen and what we do see, we, we probably are kind of numb to it. Uh-huh. Which, he, which, which uh, Drew was explaining that people love seeing the massacre on YouTube of, you know, the, uh, Corey the Chimpanzee killing his co-stars and, and injuring uh, another one, which is, the, right. it, which is the spectacle of it. It kind of it, it made me think of like, you know, Remember uh, a couple years ago, you should, you should just try, try to show me those uh, unfortunate videos of people just like dying or or like climbing up like a, a ski mountain and they, they just got blown off by the wind. And you know they did. And I'm like, I don't remember showing you that. Oh, oh, sure. There was a time I was like, please don't show me that because I don't. I, I do not remember because I, I usually could read the audience. I do not because I know you was uncomfortable. I, that sounds like something you would be uncomfortable. Oh, with. you know, I I don't I don't like watching people die like that. I'm sorry, you know, I'm saying I, I'm not, but there are people like in in in, in, in Spectacle where is they never respected that beast up in there because all they cared about, even when it came to OJ and Emerald, was all about the money. Right. It was all about look, let's just capture this thing so we can get paid for it. Mm-hmm. He was like, catch it on camera, get the Oprah shot, get the Impossible shot, and then we can go and. So, It'll, it'll be something that's so spectacular that Oprah won't even uh, turn away from it. And Oprah is known for uh, when it comes to like big juicy stories and stuff like that, that no matter where it's coming from, she will drop everything to get that story. Yeah. It is known it, it is known to be that. And how even when the TMZ guy came mm-hmm. when they were looking at because honestly when he first came I thought that was like one of the extraterrestrials. Because yeah. the way he was talking and everything, I was like, what is wrong with him? Like, are we set up for something? But then, like, okay, it's a TMZ guy. He didn't even care about his body being broken. He was just like, take a picture of me. Take a picture as of he's, me. As he's going to die. As he's going, as he's, uh, like, whereas Otis, like, I'm trying to save your life. Right. And come on, he's just like, yo, but get my camera and take a picture. Like, he's so enthused w- with the spectacle to the point where it's like, He's not always respecting what's happening that he's about to die. Right. That's why I was thinking this is more about like one of the things was like the sacrif- the amount of sacrifices to try to get a spectacle. Because yeah, or, or, it's or, almost like it's almost like people will kill themselves just to try to get YouTube views. Just like that TMZ guy. Yeah. As uh, or people will show up to something that's like they, they showed up to that event. Uh, you know, when it came to you know Drew trying to feed the horse to, you know, to, to the UFO, just to be able to get proof of it. You know, I mean, look at the whole Storm Area Fifty One thing. Right. 
you know that we had it was turned to a spectacle also to 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 the point that, that that's kind of how we all are to the point where it's like hey people showed up for it and you know they wanted to do it and they wanted to you know storm this joint and everything like that so it's like yeah we all caught up in the whole spectacle of things mm-hmm. and uh especially also when it came to a little a lesson a little bit about hollywood and also it was about how hollywood mis- mistreated you know the horse in the beginning right like, i don't know why would you ever get behind a horse and when yeah. OJ, OJ was trying to explain to y'all, like, this is a, this is a living thing, okay? And y'all can't just treat it like it ain't nothing. Same thing when it came to Gory the uh, Chimpanzee. Uh-huh. And they can't make them do it the way they want to do it. They want to start bringing in the CGI kind of thing and how we don't have respect for it. How, you know, the oldest black, you know, the first film was a black man riding on a horse, but they remember the horse's name, but don't remember the black man's name. Yeah. Like, obviously, in, in the story, that's her great, great, great grandfather but however right. in real life we don't know who that man is right but they remember the horse's name and who directed that film yep and how it will chew you up and spit you out which is the same thing that that beast was doing also when it came to uh chew them up and spit them out so uh i thought you know the overall budget and then there there have been some other crazy theories that I, uh, I I have heard. I was just like, you know, that's another good way of looking at it too. There was this one channel I was watching. It was like, uh, and th- this was by a white guy, by the way, also. I, I, I got to put it out there for what I'm about to say. Because he was like, I want you to understand, like, you know, you had, this whole beast-looking thing was a white-looking thing. That's what the color mm-hmm. was. And Dale Kalua and Kiki Palmer, Steve Yen, and the guy put Angel were not. And oh how, yeah, huh? That is true. And how that this is a predator who feels as though that this valley is its prey, and you can't look him in the eye because that is how you know slave masters. I mean, I mean slaves, uh, and anybody who's a slave would not allow to look a slave master in the eye at all back in the day. Because then you looked them in the eye. That's a form of disrespect. That's a form of. Uh, Taunting, it's a, form, it's, it's a lot of forms of shit that, did, that didn't make sense, especially back in those days. But it was also trying to say that, well, uh, with them being unified, they was able to, I, I wanted to send you this video because I'm not doing it justice by the way uh, I'm saying it. Uh-huh. But, I, but the way he was breaking it down, it's just like, that is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, he kind of hit something there. Yeah. I <laughs> like what? Like I'm actually, I'm like my I'm my jaw is dropped. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, and it was just like you know because there is because Jordan Peele is known to have social commentary and all his stuff also. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying so obviously I mean there ain't no coincidence that you know what I'm saying you know the whole big cast is full of color people you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's, it's no just, coincidence. You know, it's and, and things like that, and then you got this this big white space beast that you know that, that, that we know is about like you know everything can't be you know what I'm saying it's not like oh my god that was by accident I, I mean George Perry that accidental let's, let's put it that way right yeah he he has a he knows what he's doing he got a method yeah he he, he, he doesn't he doesn't have a method uh, this is his job come on he's a professional yes <laughs> and so I I uh heard some people say well I I, I said in my non-spoiler that they, they compared the 
the weakness to, to, to the beast here to one of the signs. I'm just like, I don't agree with that. Because once again, signs the the, the creatures driving. Yeah, it was just water. Yeah, it, it was water that they were fearful. And they come to a earth that's seventy eight percent water. Now, if they're right. dumb enough to think that, well, if we go on this dry land, there's no water on the land. <laughs> it's just water around <laughs> it. That's, that's <laughs> dumb. Okay. However, with this one, it was more so respected. And with 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 OJ found out, it's just like, look, it's just like an animal. That's what it right. is. It's a beast. And when you and then with most animals, because I had a friend when I was younger, he had his he had a dog, he had a German Shepherd, and he used to play with it. And what he would used to do, which I hated him doing this, he would hold the dog's face and stare at it, and it like what the heck exactly, and then like jerk away, and the and the dog would start growling, and mm. like barking and chasing after him, and he he looked at it as a game, and I'm just like, I don't want to play that. Right, and he's like, dude. I was just like, no, he said, she's not gonna hurt. She's not gonna hurt you. I was like, listen, people. <laughs> all right, I want you to understand something. I understand we all love our pets, and we all think our pets is the best dog, best cat, best bird in the world, right? But at the end of the day, they're still an animal. Yeah. Just like at the end of the day, we're still humans, no matter if we're black, white. Native American, Hispanic, Asian. At the end of the day, we're still humans. We have emotions. We cry. We get angry. We fail. That's what that's what the species of the human being does. Correct. Same thing when it comes to animals. If they feel you as a threat, and you're staring them in the eye, and they hurry up and take it off, they look at you as a threat. They don't like this shit. Right. If. For, for him to play like that, that kind of bothered me. And I was just like, all right, look, I, I love the dog. I have walked the dog. I'm friends with the dog. But I'm not going to play with the dog like that. <laughs> there, there, there's no respect for that dog. Like You, you got to have respect for these things. And that's what OJ was trying to say. Like, look, don't look at it. Don't anger it on purpose. And then, first of all, he was already angry when y'all put the fake horse out there. Right. And they've been choking on that dog for two days. And then when, when he finally spit that joint back at, at OJ's car, like, all right, you tried me, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to get you. Exactly. And he, he, speak like, he said, oh, this your car? All right, you tried me, but I'm letting you know. You know what I'm saying? Okay, don't do that again. Which made it, that's what made it more angry. That's what it went and, and ate all them people. Yep. And it tried to eat him until he, he hit under the, yeah, not under the bar. And he could he wasn't looking at it no more. But that thing, when it came down, you can see the hole right there with his face and it kind of like sucked him up in the bar. Yep. Yeah, not that, that that creeped me out because I, I ain't see it coming. My my problem is we love getting pets that are naturally predators. Yes. Why? <laughs> it's like, guys, we because guys we, know what these are. We have an arrogance that we feel as though we can control them. Yep. And that and that's not that that is not the case here. We can't we, we can't control these animals. We can't make them do all the things that we make them want to do. Right. Uh. So, with, with all that being said, I felt as though that that message came across, and I, I felt as though now this is this is, this is another thing. I I don't want to step too far out. I do wish mm-hmm. I had my my wife here for this one, but I want to make a comment because towards us as the black culture. Hmm. And I remember when I asked you and Q Flow 
uh, during our review, I said, when you think of horror, what do you think of? And I think a lot of us in this culture think of slasher movies. And I feel as though when we don't feel as though we get that, mm-hmm. we are, um, we're, we're let down in that aspect of it. Right. And that's why I also think that when I said in my non-spoiler review, that I said that it looks like Jordan Peele is taking black people out of their comfort zone. Because right. we, we don't do sci-fi movies. We're barely in them, and mm-hmm. we, we, we rarely watch them because we just don't do sci-fi. Like, you know, where uh, Lady Sketch is reading the Octavia, Octavia Butler book, which she feels as though that, uh, she feels as though that, 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 she, that she will never make it because blacks don't look at themselves in the future. And I was like, you know, that's a deep comment to make, but that is also kind of true. So with Jordan Peele making this kind of... Uh, movie that is sci-fi, I really think people was going here expecting an alien version of Get Out. Right. I think, at this point, Jordan Peele's making films where he didn't see us living through. Exactly. And once again, I was just like, you know, you have to credit that because like he's putting us in situations that we have never been in in horror movies before. Like, I I was telling this, I hope his next one's a ghost movie. Right. I will hope it's actually it's kind of like poltergeist mm-hmm. because we are always in a, like you know we always in these situations and the black guy dies first in the slasher movie and it's like okay it felt good that that he got back at all the white folks in get out and killed them all basically yep. and we live at the end but however like he said that that's not every horror movie we can't keep making the same thing because that's what we like we have to kind of expand to the point where it's just like Okay, it, it it may not have to be like it's a white versus black thing. It has to be right. something that let us showcase our black artists in kind of movies that they've never been showcased in before. And if you showcase them in this in, in this science fiction movie, which has a lot of social commentary and a lot of other different commentary, like I said, when the social commentary is not in your face, like like uh, like when 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 the white guy I was watching had to point out about the white spaceship and the color people in there and using all the rainbow tube men that there's no white tube men out there. It's all all like you know the rainbow flags and all that stuff like that. And using yeah. all that kind of stuff, it's like you got you, you can't help but look back at it and be like, oh, that could be some social commentary in there. And, and being defeated by black, yes, <laughs> um, lesbian. Exactly. Who did that? Yeah, I was spot? just like, "Yep, <laughs> there did you, you go." <laughs> did, 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 did you see the Akira reference? Uh could you remind me the motorcycle slide? Oh, yeah, that was a smooth slide. I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't catch it, but I was like, because I was like so engaged on that part. But that was a smooth slide. Yeah, I, okay. I was just like, was, everybody, I, you know, I, was, I was like, oh, they go to Akira because he's, he's a huge fan of that. Which he, which he turned, he asked him to direct the movie about it. He said no because he doesn't want to mess it up. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, no saying, one. Should, I heard. I remember. I heard a uh, rumor Christopher Nolan was. I was like. Dear God, that's going to be a long ass movie. <laughs> exactly. I was like, he said, I don't want to touch that. So I was like, you know, that's cool. But he did put the slide in there. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Swag, I love this. I I actually didn't know. I thought it was just a cool slide. I was like, dang, she she's good on the bike. <laughs> but oh, I was so focused. I'm like, get that alien out of here. Please. Yes. <laughs> and, and live through yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So with that commentary, the animal commentary, you know, say in the the, the uh, Hollywood commentary, the spe- spectacle commentary. 
I really don't. I really think the message, the overall message, went over everybody. Like went over a lot, a lot of our heads. Mm-hmm. And actually, probably went over over a lot of people's heads. But I'm talking about just speaking from my culture, right. and my people. I think it went over a lot of people's heads to the point where it's like, how about we sit down, and try to break it down before y'all kind of like try to trash the movie already because it wasn't no action, don't fighting this or fighting that type type shit like that. So calm down. Just just let them because. It's the same thing's gonna happen, like Batman v Superman. You get all the loud haters. Wait a couple months, and then see you know it was a misunderstood like masterpiece. Yeah, it could that, be. that's how it's gonna go. That's how it's gonna go. And, and also, and, like I said, uh, there, there was a lot. There's a lot cut out of this movie. Also, I would love, love to see the director's cut. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, because there, there, there are some seasons in the movie that's not in the movie. Oh. And I'm just like, so do I gotta wait for the leader scenes when this is gonna come out or what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are right. we gonna do this? So, one of my last questions is Do you think mm-hmm. OJ made it? Absolutely. I thought we saw him at the end. Did we yes, not? Yes, but however, we saw him in the smoke and he was underneath the sign that said out yonder, right? Oh. So, it never moved. So, it's like, did he make it or is that the spirit or is she imagining it like so there's different questions you gotta ask that be like did OJ make it or did he not make it is it up to our interpretation if he made it or not I hope he made it you know what I'm saying uh, it, my head cannon, he made it yeah it's and guess you know why cause he wasn't riding a white bronco yeah ooh write that down Get it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did yeah. it. We we cracked it. <laughs> we cracked it. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, I, I'm just like yeah, you know what? Because I, I I I'm going to assume OJ made also, and I'm just like now people are like are they going to believe her story? I believe if there was a post credit scene of like the alien spinning up like the the camera that that shot the, the impossible shot, I'm like that would be kind of dope too. Uh, that that camera done. <laughs> that camera. There was other done. cameras that, that, that was so down there. Like I said, I, I don't know, but you know him. He 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 had the impossible shot, but this time when he actually wanted to go up into the into the thing to get the uh, shot, I was just like, bro, dying for the art. I get it, but my god. Yeah, I was, I was I did get mad when he was walking away. I was like, come on, man, you. It's always gotta be. <laughs> see, yeah, you was getting mad, wasn't you? God, like no one deserves to see this. You, you, you don't get to say. Yeah, <laughs> we hired you. Exactly. And look, how about this? How about you get the shot and die, but give me the original cut? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just give me that cut, and, and then we and we all good. <laughs> Shit, that's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just give me the original cut. We good. So that's uh. That's mostly what we have for our spoiler review. Like I said, I, I watched. Uh, like obviously, you may watch a lot more stuff uh, afterwards. I like I watched some double toasted. I watched. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't want it to sway my um, uh, initial review for it. Oh no no no! I'm talking about afterwards. So, yeah yeah yeah! I, I did. That's why I didn't watch it first. Yeah. I didn't want it to sway my initial view, and then I wanted my own interpretation to see yeah, if like this, hey maybe f- I'm on track. This is the first time I was like, I disagree with Double Toasted. 
and that's, that, mm. that that don't usually happen for too much. Yeah. And it feels it feels like I can't speak for nobody, but it feels like Corey is like he understands the underlying social messages of it, but he don't want to want to say because he don't be made fun of. Right. And I'm just like, or or he he don't want to be the one that thinks that, and everybody else says something like that. I I, I don't necessarily know, but what? Mm-hmm. But I, it, it seems like when I was trying to watch the spoiler, I was like, come on, I I know you're thinking it, just say it. Right. You know, say it because you know. Martin can roll his eyes, be like, "Oh my God, here he go." I'm just yep. like, but uh, the, the the things that y'all explaining, I'm just like, I'm sorry, I don't. This time, I I I try to I try to disagree with y'all. Y'all had me agree with my girl Grace Randolph. I'm just like, that, that's funny because I there's a plenty of times where I disagree with Double Toasted. Yeah. So. Well, 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 I mean, that's not, I don't say I can't I can't say I always agree. What I'm saying is, but but you, you you know how me and Grace Randolph had that complicated relationship. Yeah, y'all y'all <laughs> y'all be buttonheads. Yeah, see, <laughs> me and her, me and her be having a complicated relationship. I'm just like, but yo, but this I'm just like, boo, you on point. <laughs> yeah, you you on point with this. One. So yeah, I was like, I I really just if and for me, he's three for three. I enjoy. Yeah. All oh three, yeah, he's three for three for me. Yeah, I enjoy all three of his movies, and I hope his hope his next one. It's like a ghost movie because we, we haven't got a ghost movie yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I, I would like either like, you know, dealing with ghosts or dealing with, you know, because we don't have to go back to, to, to the the slasher thing, but I was like, yo, put us in elements that I don't really see black people in ghost movies, especially like leading them. Yeah. You know, so. We, that's because we don't fuck around with spirits. Exa- exactly, but I'm saying, but even, <laughs> even with that though, right? Imagine black culture in a ghost movie. Uh-huh. We don't we don't fuck around with spirits. The only spirits you know, all spirits spirits that we best around with is Jesus. Yeah. So I'm like, there's a lot that you can do with that. That that can make it, you know, very, very interesting to the point it's just like, oh my God, this is downright creepy. I mean you, you can have this whole thing in the church. Who knows? You playing dangerous game man. You got that <laughs> exactly <laughs> I ain't playing with spirits, man. Yeah, you, saying, look, you got it, that one. I know, but that, that, I'm telling you, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I just hope his next one, like I said, because it seems like he does one like every two years. Obviously, uh-huh. the pandemic had this one uh, delayed by a year. Uh-huh. But I'm hoping like 2023 be his next movie. Or no, excuse me, 2024 will be his, his next one. And I'm like, keep. I, 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 I love the original content. Right. Me too. I love the original content. So give the, me your the one rating. thing. Huh, go ahead. Oh my bad. Before my rating, the one thing I will say, instead of Daniel Kaluuya, I would have had John Boyega as a shot to Disney for not making him well for baiting us as he was uh, baiting us, making us think he was going to be the lead in Star Wars yes. and have him the lead in the science fiction film. Yeah, that would oh. be the only slight change I would have made Denzel. just to be petty. Yeah, just to be petty. I, Speaking of Young Denzel, it was a movie trailer I saw. I was like, I forgot what it was. But I was like, yeah, Denzel back. Young Denzel, Denzel back. Denzel. Baby Denzel. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I was he, like, he, he back. He has a movie <laughs> coming like, out. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, my boy. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. Like, you, know, you know what, uh, Jordan Peele, yeah, put, put Jabri at Boyega in the next one. He said during the protest, he was like, I got you a job. Yes. I was so. like, he, he, he probably had Dan Clue already down for no, but I'm like, but, but this fourth project, yeah, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. 
this fourth project? Oh, John Wick, come on now. So, so my rating, I give it a damn near perfect. That's the same one. I that's the same one. I gotta give it an A minus. This was a great film. I because I was tired. I was times where I was like, you know, about to doze off. But with even with that, I was still highly interested in the movie throughout the whole thing. That is good. So this this was great. I I really like this movie. Yes, I give it damn near perfect too. So, uh, guys, hopefully you guys can you know uh, you know it, it, have it explained and break it down to you a little bit so you guys can understand it more. That there are explained videos out there to help you know get people's opinion and theories of what is going on. And there are a there are a lot of good ones out there. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it because I made sure I sent Sway the good ones <laughs> because yeah, said, yeah because, because there are some just like all right. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like it's trying to argue with everything done in the movie. Right. And I'm just like, okay, look, well, th- th- this ain't it. But however, these ones right here, you know, will be good for you. So, yeah, so make sure you guys uh, also check us out on the Nerd Games We Talk podcast when we, we're not doing podcast and we talk about other things. Uh, and then, you know, whenever we can get back to, to our, our, our regular schedule. And make sure you guys go out there and check out Nope. So, once again, this is uh, the man with the plan for New York, Shazam, Mr. A&D, and the anime hero, Swag on Zero. Thanks for having me. Alright, guys. So, I hope you guys enjoyed that spoiler review of Nope. But now we're getting ready to get him out of here. Make sure you guys go check out all the great things you have spaces Philly. Check out also all the podcasts, apps, and stuff. We will be back here, hopefully, the next week or week. Nerve Games hasn't been too consistent, but we are coming up with 200 episodes for this also. Wow. So, I want to do something special for that. And also, I, basically, she wasn't here earlier, but I already told Prime and everybody out there that we are excited for August because, you know, we love the king of pop around here. So, mm-hmm. we're going to make sure we do the Jackson Family, the, the Jackson's American Dream movie in two parts. Finally, something we were reviewing. I don't have to go watch again. I've seen this movie enough. Yeah, we, we all see this movie enough. Committed to memory. And like I said, I, I want to do two parts. I want us to talk about the movie, what we like, what we didn't like, what was missing, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, cause I do think that the second part was missing about a good forty-five minutes, but I'm not gonna say nothing. So, but yeah, so I'm here for it. I'm mad I missed the note review. So, oh yeah, so. uh Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share on the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check us out on the podcast apps. Once again, this is the man with the plan. If you need him, yo, Shazam, Mr. A&D. Not Deion Sanders of Primetime. All right, Tom. And the greatest sketch lady sketch. It's been real. And Q-Flow, wherever you're at, man. Take us out. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.